The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Welcome to today's podcast. Mel, welcome here. Thank you. You're welcome. Josh, welcome. Hello. Steve is in a studio. He's on the phone or something. So we'll bring him in in a business. little bit. He's, got he's doing. He's he's doing business. He's doing business. So punching keys uh, and selling stuff. <laughs> What's he doing? Punching keys. Punching. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Steve used it. Does, does he have three monitors still? This is the best thing. <laughs> Steve, one one time he got a job and he sent us all a picture. Like the whole he's like, crew. Guys, I'm working here. Like he we was, were all talking. Yeah, we were all, we were talking busy. talking yeah. smack, and he's like, No, I'm I'm working really hard, and he sent us a picture of his like laptop open and two computer monitors. Like there was th- <laughs> or three monitors yeah, or something like that. Stupid. Like oh. You have three monitors. You must be so. so he's playing solitaire so on busy. three monitors. Dude, you're really busy. <laughs> you must get paid. If you get paid like what fifty yeah. grand per monitor, I don't know. You're like you're like bringing in anyway. And then I got fired. Um. So this is <laughs> he's been too much on <laughs> monitors. <got> <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, so today's guest is Dan Dunn. Uh, crazy stories. He's I've known Dan for a long time, and you have too. And yeah. like. He told us some stories that we've never heard before. He told us some stories he's never told before. He's never told before, yeah. yeah. About about Hunter S. Thompson almost shooting him in the face. In the face. <laughs> right in the face. That is crazy. But you expect nothing less from Hunter S. Thompson, but every story about that's, it is just I crazy. I mean, that must be what it's like to be friends with Hunter S. Thompson. That I think... Must be... I think that's what it is. Right? Yeah. And then and then when, the, then when he moves past that and gets in the house, it gets even... It's, yeah. Like, I, how can that story get crazier? How? Couldn't. And it does. It couldn't. And yeah. it, it, it does. Yeah. And it does. So and it has a nice resolve. So anyway, so that's Dan Dunn. Uh, he was a writer for Playboy, uh, GQ. He's done a bunch of podcasts and stuff like that. So he, he's super interesting guy. He's got a book out now, right? He's got, he has a book out. Uh, he talks about uh, Hunter S. Thompson. He talks about uh, hanging out with Josh Hartnett. For brief, uh, and then we both talk about hanging out with with, with Bourdain or our, sort of our relationship with, with Bourdain. So very cool inter- interview, cool guy. Uh, we have a sponsor today. We do, yeah. It's Lacroix, and it happens that you, oh, it is, yeah. You're nice. you're sitting there drinking I know, Lacroix. I'm drinking a very Lacroix right now. We drink it all the time. Yeah, it's always we good. offer it to our guests. And what's exciting is when Mel gets sometimes there's like the bigger cans, and then there's the small. I think it's the same amount. They're just taller. No, I don't think it's the same amount, and the like price is certainly different. Yeah, yeah, it's like a specialty. But yeah, exactly. But they're specialty yeah. ones. But I get excited when she brings those home. So you don't um, get them very often. He, you don't earn them. So here's there's there's six flavors basically that pineapple, strawberry, appleberry, cherry lime. These are like the 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 specialty ones, the fancy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cherry uh, lime is so kiwi, oh, watermelon, blackberry, yeah. cucumber. Oh, yeah, I've had all these, cucumber, and so cantaloupe, good. pink grapefruit. There's I a blackberry cucumber. One. How many? That's a purple can. We, they, I love cucumber stuff. I need them to send because every time we get groceries and Mel gets like, "What do you get? Google or Amazon or what is okay. it?" Uh, order Amazon Fresh and Google Express. And so we always add in. There's and, always the Corey coming. And I like that there's like there's not any sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And so you offer people, and if someone's on a diet or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But but they don't necessarily taste like their diet things because they're not. No, no, no they're <laughs> great. So how many do I drink a day? <laughs> she, she took a sip. Eight? Probably eight. The only thing I feel bad for is when we order like five or six cases, oh, yeah. three Amazon Fresh, and then you see the delivery, the, the delivery person yeah. coming up our steps carrying that. And he's all, he's all mad about it. Yeah. These I, guys. I do feel bad. But what's even worse? But, but to, I do tip him. You do. And what's even worse Cat is Cat litter. Yep. 
when you get because it's a forty pound ba- a box of cat litter, and she'll buy like but six at a time. I feel like you guys make me come down here just to move cat litter around sometimes. It so, is, is it obvious? Yeah. yeah, it's happened a couple times now. So they, yeah, they have twenty four flavors. But what's your favorite regular flavor? Because they have twenty four. Mm-hmm. You know what? Tell My favorite flavor. regular Wait, is tangerine. Twenty four. No That's way. That's a lot of flavors. The orange one. Yeah, I know which one it is. Yeah, well, this is the one I like. You, I don't, are you sure it's not mango? Because you really like mango, too. And I like mango. Okay. I think I have to stick with coconut because it's been, like, my friend for years now. Um, so, your friend. So, so here. Josh, so, shut so up. So if you want to follow them, uh, they're at LaCroix. It's L-A-C-R-O-I-X water or LaCroixwater.com. Do I have to spell it again? L-A-C-R-O-I-X. As most people have heard of them before, I would assume. LaCroix. And Isn't it us who started all of our friends drinking these? Yes. Yes. With vodka? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And if you have to mix, make a mixed drink, I mean, come on. I put a little of the coconut and some tequila yesterday. It was pretty nice. When we were trying the, yeah, that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. And I don't know if we are going to have Steve Is back. Is he still on the phone? He's still on the phone. What's he do- All right. So there is a main theme to the show besides the interview. Okay. And it's going to be our New Year's resolutions. But I'm waiting for Steve. I don't know where he just went. Waiting for Steve to come back. And when we... Because he needs to be part of that. Yeah. I'm sure he's got some. he's got... And the best thing about Steve is his inability to stick with anything. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if the longest he's gone with a New Year's resolution. Oh, great questions. That's why he he needs to be part of it. We do need to talk to him. So so here is this one news story that I'm I'm, I'm talking about today. It's, um, It's a snow volleyball tour. What? So there's a snow volleyball tour. It started, um, I guess it's in it's in Moscow, and it's a new thing. It's 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 volleyball in in the snow. Oh, here's Steve calling. Hey, Steve. Yeah, I'm so hey, sorry about that. No, that's all right, no buddy. Did you start without me again? Well, we kind of did, but I was just talking about snow. So glad to be included in this whole. No, we were talking about how life. hard you work. Hi, Mel. Work, Hi, how buddy. Are you? You're talking about how yeah. how hard you you can tell how hard you're working by the number of monitors you have. Yeah, in front how of many you. monitors are in front of you? <laughs> uh, you guys are well, hard. so just the end of the story. So they're trying to get snow volleyball into the Winter Olympics. Not maybe the next one, but the one after that. I know, but the one after that. But it kind of. But if you. But if Think about it. If you, you can't just mute him all the time. I mute him. But if you, but if you watched any of the Winter Olympics, like like um, the skiing, what was the the biathlon and all those cross country yeah. things? Like this would be more interesting than that stuff. How? Decathlon? Snow volleyball? Why do I care? What volleyball. are they wearing? Are they wearing like parkas and stuff? Yeah. That's what I was I thinking. Because really, like, beach volleyball. I thought you guys like, watched volleyball just no, for the little tiny outfits. And no, now, I mean, I think that's half the draw. Now what are you going really to watch? They're like in parkas and snow, snow pants. pants. You guys are all making really good points. Is all it right. two people? You continue or is it like a team? I'm I'm, I, have, I have moved on. You can Google it. You heard Steve's feeling. <laughs> you heard my feeling. What's up, Steve? If you continue to mute me, I'm gonna. I'm not doing the podcast anymore. Promises? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you mute me, I'm doing a. I'm taking two weeks off. No, you know what he's going to do. He's going to do. He's going to go start his own podcast. Um, all no right. So, so yeah, Steve, okay. here is the sub. So, it, it is. This is Christmas has just passed. New Year's is right around the corner. Rather than talking about like New Year's traditions and things to drink and all that kind of stuff, I want to cover one topic. That's it. One topic. Okay. New Year's resolutions. I, I don't think you can do it. New Year's resolutions. <laughs> well, it's gonna, it's, it's going to it's going to go all over the place. Yeah, but New Year's re- New Year's resolutions. Do you want to hear the most popular New Year's resolutions? Yes. Okay. So thirty seven percent of people, their number one resolution is to eat healthier. 
Yeah. If, would that fall How into would you what you guys? How you recommend they do that? Only 37? 37, 37%, yeah. I like, uh, go, like, vegan or, like, you know, be, a, you know, gluten-free. I mean, day. what are you doing to eat healthier? The catch is, is that people go to hard on things and don't set reasonable goals. So there's a list of 10 things you can do to stick with your resolution. Would you like to hear them? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So mentally prepare yourself for the change. Right. So, so what is it? Is it eat, eat healthier? Is we're it... doing that right now. We're talking about right. it on a podcast. If this is something that I assume is probably that we're all going to make our New Year's resolution. Every single year, it's one of mine. <laughs> Every single year. During uh, dry January, well, if it... anyone wants to join in. Oh, my oh, God. Good. Super fun. So Second year in a row. So it's basically like um, – it's funnier because – of the top 10, eat healthier, get more exercises there. Lose weight is not one, which is kind of uh-huh. weird. But I guess maybe that's not – that's a goal as opposed to a resolution like yeah. from now on. So so anyway, mentally – so eat healthier. So mentally prepare yourself. Okay. Oh, this is going to happen. I'm prepared. I'm going to do this. Uh, set a goal that motivates you. So, okay. Okay. Done that. Um, limit your resolutions to a manageable amount. Okay. Like – like if you say, oh, I'm going to cut out soda and drinking and sugar and carbohydrates and you just start making a list of things that it gets too far down the list like you can't like possibly reach it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, be what speci- would be your uh, top one thing to give give up if you're going to pick one? Well, we're going to do sugar? that. Oh, so we're going to talk about it. And then after the interview, we're going to talk about Cheese that. Cheese would be mine. Again, that's Jeez. the thing. That's not. I had a block of Dubliner the other night. It wasn't oh, was so, it good. so good today. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> you, you ate a block of cheese. Yeah, double. Well, half a block. So that's <laughs> so. It's be specific. Is like what is it? You, so that's what you have to figure out. Like what specifically? You can't say eat healthier because then it's like, well, then it's, you can kind of like you know you can get off your goal a little bit. Uh, break up your big goals into smaller goals, which I think that's exactly what we're talking goal? about. Yeah, I like big goals. Like brainwashing yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's like you said. Like don't eat. I'm not going to eat cheese. I'm not going to eat sugar. Whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, it or if it was back in 1990, you'd say I'm not going to eat. Uh, fat ever (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) um and then uh write down your goals which is smart share your resolutions with others um so people hold you accountable this is where it gets imagine me calling all my friends hey guys i'm I'm really not gonna eat cheese okay i'm gonna eat one block of cheese first of all i seriously ate a a costco half block of dubliner yeah, you just night, sit and there and eat cheese? With blue well, cheese it gets, mustard. It gets cold in Philly. Oh, He's just so getting himself ready. You just sit there eating cheese? Wait, what? did you have well, wine Some guy least? next to me, Dino, he was like making them like, you know, they were like hotcakes coming bro. off the grill. What were you hey, making like, if you just slicing bro, cheese? Bro, I'm going to give you a shout out bro. on today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Dino's like, really? Yeah, oh, I'll sneak thanks, it man. in. I'll sneak it in. You're talking about my cheese? Yeah, man, of course. This guy, Dino. No, it's not his cheese. I'm surprised he didn't give like my neighbor. Okay, I'm surprised he didn't give like his address or his like Instagram handle. Um, And by the way, Mel, Mel is like saying, "Oh, what am I do? Call my friends." The first thing that she does when she picks a resolution is she's going to tell her sister, yeah, and her best friend, Mm -hmm. and and her her group of friends, and she's and going to be in a little text chain, and they're going to talk about it. They're going to Marco Polo how complains about it, whatever. No, not unless it's something silly. I wouldn't tell them something I was seriously doing if I was making up something like. I'm gonna give up cuddling with my cats. Then I text. Why them. would you give that up? I don't know. Why is that you a resolution? Give that up. Well, if you were to that. give it up, you'd have to break that into smaller goals. You'd have to limit <laughs> and make it manageable. You'd have to mentally goals. prepare yourself for it. <laughs> um, the other one is automate where possible. That's automate. Well, it, I guess you have to sort of think about what that means, and I think it's like make it so 
like autom- how would you automate your like eat- buy a robot that throws vegetables in my mouth <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> one. that's one <laughs> okay done you could make sure Alexa uh, shouted out my calendar every time I walked in the room so I knew what I was doing what would she shout out his calendar my calendar what's your resolution day. you know you have this appointment coming up in 20 minutes you have that appointment coming up in 50 minutes Right, I but know. I thought we were sort of fitting in the the whole we're food food, thing. right? Yeah, I think we're doing. We're just trying to make it specific to one resolution before we break down. What the if other you one. changed your name on Alexa to Fat Ass? <laughs> yeah, so that Good she morning, puts you ass. down every oh, time. Oh, that's automated. <laughs> there you go. You automate the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's also like you could get a food service. You could you could schedule if you were going to do like healthy shakes or something like that. You could have them delivered. You could like automate okay. that. You yeah, know, you, you could you could clean like, your kitchen. To the things. Yeah, you could clean your kitchen out of all like crappy stuff uh review your resolution regularly okay that makes sense if you fall off track get now now they're just trying to make it an easy even 10 if you fall off track get back on quick okay thanks (laughs) now what else just tell people about it all right what's the next thing you were going to talk about okay so no no just one just one topic before everyone chooses because everyone who's listening to this is going through this. No matter who you are, you have one of these is I going to resonate with you. Yeah, I know it's getting this. a little uncomfortable to listen to. <laughs> it's like depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we got it. Uh, We're so all going to fail. Thirty-seven percent of people. Now, these don't all add up to hundred, which is a little weird, but that's fine. Thirty-seven um, percent of people say that one of the resolutions is to uh, eat healthier. Thirty-seven uh, percent say get more exercise. Both of those are always, every year, at the top of my list. Can you imagine being in the, what is it, 63 percentile who don't yeah, like, say that? Well, there's probably like 5% Jerks. of those people are already in shape. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, what are they looking for? There's this, like, stay consistent. Yeah, there's 62. Don't like give a one, shit. 1%. Uh, okay, save money. Okay. Spend, spend less money. Um, 37%. 24%. Focus on myself. Like like getting more sleep or taking more me time that. or whatever. But yeah, I need more me focus time. on myself. Okay, so Mel, let's yes. say that's your resolution. Yes. To go through our our list of break things that break it goals. Well, be specific. My goal would be to take ten minutes out of every day and just sit quietly, and then also By the go way, to bed. I do that. I do. I have my own. I have special seat. Going to the bathroom does not count. <laughs> <It's> porcelain. <laughs> Have a special <laughs> seat made for me time, Mel. Yes. With your me time, what yes. are what do you? Um... I would like to read more. Okay, so I don't think that that's part oh. of me time. Yeah, it is because no, it, no, it's not I because eighteen percent of me. people want to read more, oh. <laughs> so it's actually a separate one. I don't know. I'm just gonna do less for you, Steve. More for myself. Steve's is she, she probably want to hike more or you know that's maybe good. do more yoga. That's good. But that could be get more exercise. That's number two. Or CrossFit. Basically, that's number two. I'm gonna do less for you and more for myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how else making, would you making carve me regret out something for yourself? <laughs> um, so, if in order to do something for yourself, I'm do you, the same thing. you need to take it away from others. All right. Uh, uh, so, read more. Fifteen percent of people want to make new friends. Is that, is that kind of <laughs> sad? As an adult, that. that's so hard. <laughs> so so hard. hard. No, I don't. What, what do you make friends as an adult? Someone a grocery store. This happened. To, is that why my mom used to talk to random this people? Yes. Ha- this happened to my buddy Josh. He's like, yeah, the neighbor he was talking to the neighbor. So my buddy Josh just moved to I hope his neighbor just listened, moved to Austin. Yeah. And one of his neighbors is a cool guy. So he's like, you know, like, hey, whatever, let's get a beer sometime, whatever. So then there's a knock at the door and it's the guy. The cool guy. The cool the guy, yeah, yeah. that guy he thought maybe maybe we can be friends. And he's okay. like, he shows up and then Josh is like, what? Like, like hides behind the couch. Like, what the? F- you don't just show up at <laughs> someone's house. It. We're not that. Like, it t- how how long does it take? Like, if if Steve lived next door to me, 
Would he just show up at my door? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he could. Would. But yeah, he would and probably I would have he the and Dino so became I'd be like friends. in there. I'd be like tapping on you, you know, while you're in bed. I'd be like, hey, what's but, up, buddy? But he would, he would probably try to text me first. What are you doing? Like, whatever. It's like showing up is a very non current thing to I do. I feel like wow. Steve just went over to Dino's house one day and was like, hey, we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. And now he's trapped. Uh, all right. So yeah. 15% of people uh, uh, want to learn a new skill, including uh, foreign language. Way to set yourself up Spanish, for Spanish, man. I'm learning Spanish uh-huh. this year. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. full on all the... I don't need any new skills and I got plenty of foreign <laughs> languages. I'm good. Uh, uh, get, a, get a new job. Or, or Steve would be like maintain... Uh, what, Keep let me turn, my job. I'm, I'm going to turn this into Steve. And then the last one is uh, take up a new hobby. And then 32% of the people, the grumpy people like Steve, I don't, I don't plan on making New Year's resolutions. So, so if Steve, if Steve's That's get healthier. I, I, I make resolutions. So, so yeah, yeah, let's, let's go ahead. Let's hit it. Well, I definitely want to. Uh... That's good. You know what? Let's actually come right back to that. <laughs> let's go to our interview right now with Dan Dunn. And then we'll come back to hear Steve's New Year's resolution. It's his world. We're all just living in it. It's time for Zane's world. Dan Dunn is our guest right now. Dan, how long have we known each other? Too long. Too too very too, long. No, are you, uh, are you, are you you're basing the age that we are because of we were so much younger when we, we met? We were. You know, it's funny. I did look back at some photos from early on in our friendship. Yeah. And oh, is that what this is? We both look a lot younger. <laughs> we both. We're just gonna come straight out and say it. Well, is it is that... time has taken its toll on both no, of our faces? No, 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 no. Time... <laughs> oh, seriously, I'm looking. I'm like, man, look at our hair is not gray. <laughs> our eyes, we don't have any crow's feet sticking out. I'm like, look, who who are these people? So I guess we probably met. We met. Uh, it's had to be over a decade ago. I guess so. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, I can't even. I can't even figure out what it. It had to be an event of some sort, I would imagine. I think we did. Yeah, I think, well, you know, because I'd always hear, I knew people, we had mutual friends yeah. and people, and we ran in the same circles. Did you have circles. a show on Playboy Radio? <laughs> I did. I did. And Is I went Maxim Radio, too, first with a guy named Stretch. Do you remember Stretch? Maybe I did your show. It could have been the Stretch. Did you ever do the Stretch show? I don't show? know. Maxim Radio? Does it involve actual stretching? There was drinking. Because, no. There was drinking. You know what it could have been, too, was uh, Jessica Hall. Yeah. Could have been through her, because then I was on Playboy Radio. What, were you hosting a show with her? I did I did her show at Playboy Radio, and then uh, remember that morning show? When you said you did her show, you were on the show with her, or you I was were on a guest? The, I was a guest, yeah. And then I started doing regular things like on the- Like a guest host? On the Yeah, I think so. Something. I drink for a living. So <laughs> <laughs> what I do know that I did do, for sure, I was okay. definitely on a show with her, but I there was the Playboy Radio morning show with Andrea Lowell yeah. and Kevin- Maybe guy yeah. whose name I can't remember, and I, I maybe that's how we met through Were you those on, Yeah, because I did that show too. Yeah, I used to be on there, and I, you know, the thing about me and you is whew, we used to be. We used to be something. We used to be we really were, important guys. Oh, we were something else. Something, something else. Dan, Dan Here's was, how bad it is. I was about to ask Zane, uh, are you good? No, I better not say that. I might get me in trouble. Uh, never mind. I was, about to, I was about to shit on somebody that might actually pay me to do something. No. So yeah, let's uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I love everyone. The thing I was about money. to say yeah. is totally worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, yeah, we had, uh, and then you and I did a show together. Well, let's so let's go back in time. And, and I don't know that i've ever interviewed you because we had a show together but i don't know were you a guest on my show maybe you were before on drinking mid or something so like that? no so so dan was a a writer your is your claim to fame when you were the booze columnist for playboy probably that okay. was that was when uh things uh, you know i, I, I was, everything was clicking I, well, man I, you know 
where my writing career sort of, I guess, happened, I, I, I'm from Philadelphia and I grew up dirt poor in Philadelphia. And I left there when I was in my early 20s. I went to Miami Beach to live wow. with a girlfriend down there. So I, you know, I left Philadelphia. I grew up in one of those neighborhoods where no one ever leaves, okay? And I had a girlfriend that lived was in- Was that my, South Philly? Uh, yeah, no, Northeast Philadelphia. Northeast okay. Philadelphia. Very blue collar, you know. Uh, so I, I went to Miami. I was there for 19 days and realized that it wasn't going to work out with this girlfriend of mine. Okay. But I didn't want to go back to Philadelphia- because, you know, I was like, because this you is were, it. I'm yeah. starting how, my how, life. How old were you? I was probably uh, 23, I guess, then. Wow. Yeah. At the age you're at, it's 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 interesting to realize that you were once, once well, 23. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, every time I look down at my balls, I go, I remember when you were halfway up. <laughs> yeah, are you, yeah, are yeah. Why are you making <laughs> your way to the floor? Is that are how you, you leaving? judge your age My now, knees <laughs> aren't that interesting. Don't go down there. So uh, anyway, I so then I, I thought, well, I'll just, uh, you know, I got to go somewhere. And I had an old family friend in Colorado Springs, and I, and I went, drove to Colorado Springs. Never been to the Rockies. It was amazing. And my dad says, hey, you know, you're, I didn't really see my dad that much growing up wasn't that close with that side of the family but he said you got your two cousins are living in aspen and you should go over there this is after by the way so this is after you graduated from temple university temple university in yeah. philly this is in the mid 90s so i said all right i'll go at 93 i guess so you're not just like a, a scrub you're an educated guy looking Ed, oh, to temple university yeah. man. me bill cosby and bob saget and i think we know who took the moral high ground of those three <laughs> um, so i end up i drive over to aspen i stay there and i ended up on my uh, cousin's couch and sleep and i worked about five jobs that first season in aspen okay. Delivering pizzas for Domino, working on the mountain. You should degree. I worked at a bar. Yeah, you know, anything to get by and just drank every day. Drank and, and did drugs. Okay. Uh, it was a lot of, it was, it was a blur that okay. first season. And then I, I thought- You say I, season, it's winter. Season, when you live in a ski town, everything's measured by seasons. Got it. You know, so you're, you did your first season, then you got the off season. Yeah. And then I was going to go back to Philadelphia, but I, I really, I did for a little while. And I was like, I got to go back to Aspen. Yeah. So I did it again. And then I, uh, I, this is how my writing career started. My cousin's girlfriend at the time, now his wife, had read some columns that I wrote in college at Temple. And she said, you're really good. You should go meet my editor. She was working at the Aspen Daily News. So I went in there. I gave him a couple things I wrote. He said, I like it. I'll give you a column. I can't pay you any money. I don't have any money, but if you want to do the column, which would become a theme for the rest of my professional <laughs> career, uh, nobody wants to pay me anything. I'm paying you the same yes. amount now no, for this I mean, podcast. That's exactly. Incredible. I'm making exactly what I made then. And so I started writing this column uh, called Twisted. And it was just a humor column. And, mm -hmm. and as far as I knew, it was for, Aspen for Daily the News. Aspen Daily News. And I remember one day, and this would be if I, you know, I, I went into the bank and I was cashing a check. And the girl, the teller, who was an attractive woman, said, uh, wait, are you Dan Dunn from the newspaper? And I said, yeah. Wow. And she says to the girl next to her, this is the guy, the funny guy. that we." And that was the moment. That was the moment in my life when I went, yay, right? I was like, I can do this. I can make it. Yeah. And then I think I demanded a raise. And I think he, I was from zero. How do you? you I, I, <laughs> Two went, I went, I went I ten up. This is not a joke because he's still one of my best friends now. My editor at the time, Curtis Robinson. He said, all right, I can give you $15. <laughs> so I made $15 a column. That said, by the time I well, – oh, so here's what happened. I, I, I ended up – one day I got this idea. I saw something in the newspaper and it said, petitions are due – petitions not the right word to, – to, to be run for mayor of Aspen. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, that would be a funny column to run for mayor of Aspen. Yeah. So I called City Hall and said, well, what, how many – 
signatures do you have to get to get on the ballot? And she said, a hundred. Oh my God. And I said, that's it. And to get on the ballot for real? Yeah. She said, yeah. So I said, all right, I went over, got my form. I walked around town, had people sign this. I got about 300 signatures. Next thing you know. Why? I, I if don't, you just needed a hundred. Because I was afraid some of them were fake. Okay. She said that, get extras. Okay. And, and also because I wanted to feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. Very low self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. I was like, not only, I could have got a hundred, I got 300. So uh, next thing you know, I'm running for mayor of Aspen. And I did pretty well. I got like twenty percent of the vote. I <laughs> I actually got it. Wait, wait, wait but how hard did you try? I well, at first it was a joke, but then I was doing debates and things, and I started to feel like I was getting humiliated at these debates. And then the stuff I was talking about, even though to me it was kind of a goof, like I'd say, "Hey, we got to turn the Ritz Carlton into employee housing because there's not enough employee housing." The message was kind of resonating. That's why, and and then I started really researching and getting into it. And oh and, and I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to win, but I'll tell you what. I well, did, at the I, end, you won fifteen dollars. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so I did all right. And then one day, I get a phone call at the paper, and it was this guy. Hey, uh, hey, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'd like to uh, meet you for some drinks. Yeah. yeah. Who is this? <clears throat> He's a hunter. It's hunter. I'm like hunter. Hunter Thompson. Yeah, and I thought it was just somebody cuffing around with Yeah. Me. But it was Hunter S. Thompson called me at the paper and then he wanted to meet me because they were they wanted to expand the airport at Aspen okay. so they could land these big jets. Okay. And all the business interests wanted this and it was probably gonna pass. But people like Hunter, who lived in Woody Creek, which is where Don Henley had a house and John Oates and all these celebrities, they don't want these 737s flying over their houses right, you know right, it's right. gonna and so they're like how do we defeat this thing and at that time i was the most popular columnist in town so like we got to rally the young vote and that's how i met hunter he recruited me to do this help defeat this campaign to expand the airport which we did and i still have the poster framed hunter had a book called the great shark hunt mm-hmm. we did an event called the great vote hunt and tom benton who just uh the artist who did the famous uh fist with the peyote button gonzo symbol yeah he did the posters for the event and it said the great oh, vote man. hunt and it said hunter s thompson dan dunn equal billing Right there, and I still got that frame. I, I hope that you do. And then I, yeah, I got. But, bu- but you just have one of them. I have that one, and then another one that Tom Benton did was when we defeated the airport thing. He did a design, a print that has a grave digger, and the tombstone says seven thirty seven on it, mm-hmm. and and it says there's some shit we won't eat. That was a Hunter quote about that whole thing. And when I left town, Hunter, there was only a hundred of those prints. He gave me one, and it said "So long, sucker." Hunter S. Thompson. That's awesome. So I got that one at the house too. So is it framed? It is framed. Yeah. And so there's another time that you went. So so this is more on the serious side with Hunter, and this is how you started your, your relationship. But then you actually uh, went drinking with him all the time. I mean, yeah. I hung. In, I knew Hunter for ten years, so I was always at his house. And and I, it's funny. I was out with some friends recently, and we were talking about this. So he almost killed me. And I mean, when I say almost killed me, like, it's kind of amazing that I'm alive. Okay. Uh, and I never told this story before. Really? Yeah, you couldn't tell these stories. fuck it. Here's the thing, you couldn't. How, how, yeah, we're not getting any younger. No, I know. Tell I'm going to tell it now. So when Hunter was alive, there was a there was a, a rule. It was like, whatever happened in the kitchen stayed in the kitchen. The kitchen was the nexus, the nerve center of Hunter's uh, uh, Al Farm. Are you saying his actual kitchen? His actual kitchen. That's okay. where everything happened, okay. right? So. One day I was at a uh, I was at a festival, a music festival in Aspen, uh, and it was a Labor Day festival, 
And um, I was there, and I was with this. I met this girl from town. Nice, very Dan, yes, nice. And I had done some mushrooms. <laughs> I'd done some mushrooms. Okay. So I was uh, on the mushrooms. Okay. And so was she. And this, they had hired this new guy, young guy for the, and I was a young guy too, but he was like twenty-two, the new reporter for the newspaper. And I met him, and he said, "Hey, man, you're uh, you're friends with Hunter S. Thompson, right?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, you know." And he was like, wow, that's his hero. Mm-hmm. Like so many young writers. right? Mm-hmm. So, and I said, uh, you know, I was all full of myself and I'm tripping. <laughs> <too."> <laughs> <laughs> I said, you want to meet him? And he said, yeah. And I go, you got a car? Because I just wanted to make a ride. Yeah. Back the- he says, yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go. That was mistake number one. You just don't show up unannounced. No. But I By did, the way, anywhere, because it's yeah. not the 1950s. But Continue. definitely not somebody who has fond of guns yeah. as Hunter is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Famously so, right? <laughs> you know, so we show up and we pull up. So when you get to Hunter's place, in front of the driveway, there's these two uh, vultures with these red eyes mm-hmm. like that light lit, lit up. You know, it's scary. It's okay. He doesn't want, you know, he's got crazy, had crazy fans. Yeah. You know, so didn't want, you know, it's a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. There have been people that have made pilgrimages that felt like Hunter was speaking to them. Yeah. And that's a bad fucking idea. Yeah. Okay. So we pull into the driveway and I say to Jason and I won't say her name, but woman in the car, Mm -hmm. I say, wait here. Why can't you say the woman's name? It was like I don't want to say her name. 70 she's years ma- ago. She's actually married to somebody who's very famous now. So I don't want to say the name. So we walk up the driveway. Mich- Michelle so Obama. So the kitchen is there, and it's sort of up higher than me, like the kitchen window. And I, to this day, I don't know why. I guess because I was tripping. Yeah, mushroom. Why I would do this. Mushroom. So I go to the kitchen window, and I yell into the window. I say, hey. I say, hey, Hunter. <laughs> right? And I hear like a rustling, a noise in there. And I, you know, I hear I'm like, Hunter, and the window slides open, and a, th- a, a magnum comes out, gun, right, three fifty seven magnum, right in my face, and I mean right in my face, okay, like for, and I, I, I remember sort of tilting my head back, and saying, no, 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 screaming like it's Dan Dunn, it's Dan Dunn, it's Dan Dunn, and Jason, my friend who was in the car, who would go on to write for this the biggest paper in New Mexico, when Hunter died, he wrote about this in the paper. And he told me, he says, he goes, we were in the car and we see the arm come out with the gun. And he goes, he goes, we both of us just like recoiled because we thought he was going to shoot you. Right. And and obviously a three fifty seven at point yeah. blank range. Head- headless. My head would not have been around. Yeah. So he fortunately and obviously did not shoot me. And, uh, and then, and then the can goes back in, the window slams, and I hear, and he comes out the front. Uh, this is funny. I'm telling this story now. So he comes out the front door, and he comes, you know, he's got that. If you've ever seen the movie, you see how Johnny Depp walked in fear. and That's how Hunter had that mm-hmm. limp, you know. And he gets to me, and he's, he's really agitated. His face is smeared with, uh, with uh, lipstick all over his face. Right, red lipstick. Okay, and he says, "What the fuck are you doing? You fucking asshole!" And he's screaming at me, and I'm and and, I, and again, I'm tripping. And it's a surreal experience to have Hunter S. Thompson with the cigarette holder and everything else, looking like Hunter S. Thompson, with lipstick smeared all over his face, screaming at you. Right, and then I said, "Hey, I I just." Brought the new kid from the newspaper because Hunter was very big into the newspaper. Right, right. I wanted you to meet him, and he get out, and he gets out, and. 
she gets out of the car and he sees her and immediately is like, oh, hey, oh, hey come on. Literally like, oh, hey, oh, come on in then. You know? And so we walk into the kitchen. We go in there and, and uh, you know, there's like the gun is on the counter. There's like a mound of cocaine. There's a couple bottles of whiskey. And then one of Hunter's assistants is in a bikini, just wearing a bikini. Okay. Covered in lipstick kisses all over her body. Okay. Red lipstick kisses. And obviously Hunter has it smeared all over his face. Mm -hmm. And we all get in there and, and uh, the woman I'm with, the girl I'm with woman, she's in shock. And Jason has, his jaw is like on the floor. This, you couldn't have scripted a better way right, it's to amazing. met Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. And I remember saying, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said, he goes, what does it look like we're doing? We're working. <laughs> we're working. <laughs> oh and then, God. and then I said, uh, and I used to like to push Hunter's buttons a little, which was probably maybe. Not. And then we're standing there for a while, and I said, "Hey, man, what do we have to do to get a fucking drink around here?" And that was a bad idea. Oh. Then he goes, "Oh, you want to take a drink?" And you could see it. He, like he he would vibrate when he would get like you know he would get uh, agitated. And he said, "What do you want? Take a drink." And he goes over in the refrigerator. He had uh, all the bottles on top. And he says, what do you want? You want this? And he holds the bottle up. And I kind of felt like I knew what was coming. And I said, yeah, I want that. And he threw it at me, threw a bottle at me. And in my trippiness, it was kind of like the Matrix. You know, like I went, yeah, right. the bottle went by my head and smashed on the wall. It did smash. And then I said, all right, now we're leaving. We're leaving now. He goes, oh, no, 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 You, come on over. And he comes over. He gives me a hug. He says, you should stay. You got to stay. You say, well, you don't have to stay, but she should stay. We might have to run some experiments on her. And she's looking at me like I'm not staying. And then fast forward to about, you know, two hours later, we're there. Uh, oh, yes. And I. Yeah. No, I got you. I, I get the rest. Two hours. Unless you four, want to share. <laughs> four different chemicals later, yeah. we're all, we were all great friends. Oh, and, my uh, God. And then, you know, and then eventually drove back to town because why wouldn't you? Those were the happy-go-lucky oh 90s God. when you can drive. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was my, uh, that was one of the great Hunter stories. And then, uh, and the thing, when I t mentioned the kitchen, it was this, like, a muse his whole house was like a museum, you know? And, uh. Um, describe it for me, because in my head, it's very dark. It's like a haunted house or something. Uh, it was, you know, it was a, like a ranch-style cabin, mm -hmm. mountain cabin, he, uh, right outside of Aspen. But he just kept. Was this primary residence? Yeah. Okay. yeah it was a, so he kept all of this stuff that he accumulated over the years, and it would just be, you know, just random shit. Like, oh, this was, you know, like a, uh, like a, uh, bust of Jackie Onassis, you know, like with, and stuff like this, like a, a, a this, uh, like a hand, like a rubber hand. I but remember. like on display or just kind of. Just around. Around. Everything okay, was yeah. around. Yeah. And so one of the things that he had, the thing that was the, the object of fascination to me was tacked up over the, over the sink was a Polaroid picture of him and John Belushi. And from what I think is the last picture ever taken of Belushi alive. Got it. Because Belushi drove cross country, went right before he died, he drove across country from the East Coast. And he stopped at Hunter's and spent a couple of days there. They were friends. Um, and, uh, and then went to LA and died like two days later, mm -hmm. you know, at the Chateau Marmont. So that picture, from what I understand, there's been no other pictures of Belushi between that time right. and when he died. Right. And so that that uh, photo was there and tacked up on the over the sink. So when Hunter died, I, you know about this. So that famously, uh, 
he had done a uh, he had done a uh, BBC documentary in the seventies where he's standing out back of his place and he says, "Oh yeah, when I die, uh, we're gonna have a giant uh, cannon back here. Uh, it's gonna be bigger than the Statue of Liberty, and uh, we're gonna blow my ashes out all over the all over the valley." So when he died. Johnny Depp, who had become obviously one, uh, one of Hunter's very best friends and mm. played him in the movie, decides to make this happen. Okay, he's going to make this. So he, I, from what I understand, it was like three million dollars. Johnny spent. They built a giant nightclub basically out back. They he built he had this thing constructed. It wasn't a cannon, but it was a giant. It was one hundred and fifty five feet tall, so it was two feet taller than the statue. Right. Of and at the top of it was that Gonzo. This here, right. the fist, the Gonzo fist. With so, the by the way, you're showing your tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so I have a tattoo on my arm. So it was all it was all uh, draped in these red silks, so no one could see it. But it was mm-hmm. giant. It was in the back, and it was taller than the Statue of Liberty, 155 feet tall. Yeah, and 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 what he had done is Hunter was cremated, and he had the ashes sent to a fireworks company in Jersey and ashes were put in the fireworks. Okay. So, uh, we all go there. 250 people were invited. What time of year? It was, it was, I can tell you the exact date. It was August 20th, 2005. Got, was, just, so, so brush fire season. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got it. Okay. It was six months to the day after Hunter killed himself. Right. So we all get, there's 250 people. We go there and it was like John Kerry was there, George McGovern, Jan wow. Wenner, Lyle Lovett, Bill Murray, you know, everybody. So, and me. And Josh Hartnett. That was my buddy that day. I hung out with Josh Hartnett. So, so uh, what year was this? I'm sorry. 2005. Okay. So, so we're there and uh, uh, they they do all these speeches and it was great. It was a really beautiful thing. And then everybody goes to the backyard and there's a stage erected right where Hunter had been standing when he, and there's a screen and the screen blinks on and there's Hunter. And he says, yeah, you know, when I die, we're going to have this giant thing right here. And there it is. It's there, you know. And then they played Spirit in the Sky. It's a private thing just for Just for people. The, these yeah. 250 yeah. people. And then they play Spirit in the Sky. And they do it like a strip show. And the silks start coming from the bottom to the top. And then it gets to the final one. And it comes off. And the fist and the peyote button in the middle is glowing Oh, you know, and the whole valley could see it, you know. And then the fireworks went, and then they played "Mr. Tambourine Man" by Bob, wow. by Bob Dylan, which was Hunter's favorite song. And then Lyle Lovett got up on stage and played this song, "If I Had a Boat," and uh, then I lost my shit. So <laughs> but I go into what does the, that mean? I go into. Do we just know what that yeah, means? We yeah. just accept it? Okay. Yeah. Fine. So then I go into the house at one point. This was all in the back, all right, behind the house. But I went into the house. Well, who cares? It was a Hunter S. Thompson party. So gone in the house with a friend and we were looking. She was going to get some drugs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So while she's in the going, looking through her, find it. Sure. No one's in the house and I'm in the kitchen and I'm staring at the Polaroid. Oh, right. And I'm going, I, 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 yeah. And I'm like. I want that. So I, well. Is that I, what you're thinking? I knew there was going to be a battle over his stuff. Mm-hmm. Family. You know, it was going to be a battle. And um, it was like I had the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Yeah. I was having – and, of course, I'm out of my mind drunk and on cocaine yeah. and everything else. And I'm going, take it, right? <laughs> Hunter would want you to have it. You will cherish it. You will you will put this photo in glass and you will – nothing will ever happen to the photo. Then the other side is going – you can't take it, man. Oh, they both have the same voice? Yeah, it's basically. <laughs> I was like, you can't take it. I'll give the other one a more annoying voice because it was more annoying. You can't take it. That's not the right thing to do. It's a dead man. Come He's on, sticking man. to mud. No, you know, it's like, 
you can't steal from a dead man, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm like, well, by the way, you can't steal from a dead man. No, and I was like, but I'm not stealing. No, because you just, because you physically can't steal from a dead man. I'm taking over the stewardship of this photo. Okay, and there it was, and it was it was crazy. It was like Lord of the Rings shit. Like my precious, like I'm reaching out <laughs> for it, and I'm like, uh, uh, and they grab my hand. I'm like, no, you can't. And then and then I was then I got paranoid, like because I'm like looking around, like if someone sees me. Everything like my I'll, if someone sees me take this, I'll be forever branded as the guy who stole the John Belushi picture. And then I was like, "Is there cameras here? Maybe there's cameras." Long story short, I did not take it. Ah, oh. I should have taken it. You know what? I figured you didn't take it because you wouldn't be telling a story. It's probably did. sitting somewhere in a fucking box, right? in one of those legal boxes. In and an they don't even. Is. How do you preserve those? Right? Don't they? They just keep getting worse. And That's worse. what I was gonna say. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say if you put it into a glass case, it would have gotten worse. Yeah. That's that was fifty. That was. 18 years ago. Yeah. Almost 19 years. It's no. No, you're terrible at math. Wait, wait. 13. <laughs> 13 years ago. <laughs> 13 years ago, though, man. Like, that's a, like, where the hell does the time go? Yeah. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. Josh, you got any stories? Like I got nothing. <laughs> that's why I've been so quiet and just sipping wine oh, over here. Shit. I talked to Hunter. He killed himself on a Sunday. It was February 20th. And I talked to him on Friday night. And, uh, uh, I was going. What, to, what did you say? I, I know, right? I was going to Aspen the following Thursday, mm-hmm. and so we made dinner plans. We we're going to go to this place called Butch's Lobster House that was in Snowmass, and he asked me to bring him a bottle of this tequila that he couldn't. Uh, I think it was like El Tesoro or something. He couldn't get it in Aspen, and he liked it. I said, "Okay." We made plans, and then Sunday morning he killed himself. And and I always tell people he. Clearly, I don't. I don't want to have dinner with Dan. How do, I, how do I get out of this? What, how do I, how I, get, I get out of this? I, the way I see it, there's two options. I can call and cancel. Or I can put this gun to my head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. We'll be back in a moment with more Zane's World. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Happy holidays from all your friends at Podcast One. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. This is Heather Dubrow from Heather Dubrow's World. Hey, it's Steve Alves from Steve Alves Show. Hey, this is Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana from Riggle's Picks. This is Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine. Hey, this is Kelty from The Lady Gang. Happy holidays from Podcast One. Welcome back to Zane's World. It's interesting tra- uh, sort of transition into talking about Bourdain because you did a podcast. Everybody kills themselves that knows me. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Everyone that me- <laughs> talks to you. Well, I remember I did the show with Kurt Cobain. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with, El- with Elvis. <laughs> um so oh, so you you did Spade. you had a, a an interview with uh, <laughs> dark really uh, quick. with with Bourdain. <laughs> Not too long ago. <laughs> that, that would be a great show, wouldn't it? <laughs> Suicidal people with Dan Dunn. Yeah. yeah. Let's just talk just, about people. Just, no, no, it's just called, it's, it, no, it's just called Last Interview with Dan Dunn. <laughs> this is it. This, this is it. This. this is the this end is with Dan Dunn. Yeah, 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 basically, over. basically, if someone books on your show, you know they're not doing well. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> no, it, it's not the show. It's the fact that before they did the show, they told you that they would have dinner with you after. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's like, they do the show. It wasn't the show. It was like, I just the show, that's fine. But if I have to go have dinner with this mother. Yeah. So when did you? 
interview Bourdain? About a year and a half ago, I went down. He was in L.A. and he did a uh, he was doing uh, an episode of his show with this guy that does custom motorbikes mm-hmm. in uh, in L.A. Basically, makes like two a year, you know. And uh, yeah, I went down. I you know I write for Rob Report, so I was doing a piece on him for Rob Report. But I also why did you sit up straight when you said Rob Report? Why did you all sudden because it's you know fix your tie and people are it's the Bible of the Illuminati, you know. So what is you know whenever you say Rob Report out loud, somebody's at high levels are listening to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like so I know the Rob Report is the Rob Report where it has like. Is it a magazine as well as like yeah. it has like where you can buy like an expensive car or a house? Everything or boat? in Rob Report is expensive. Uh, so it's it's is, it's, it all, is it all one thing? The 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 classified ads and the magazine part is it all one thing? No, it's a magazine. It's a full on magazine. It's a magazine, and in the back there's those classifieds. There probably is classifieds. Oh, I just know it. See, I, I don't know. I, no, I mean it's it's it, it. Everything that's featured either on the website or in the magazine is, you know, like my articles. I write about uh, drinking. Mm-hmm. Booze, alcohol, wine, spirits. My articles, you know, I'll be flip through and it's like, oh, there's there's a roundup of the new yachts, luxury yachts. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, as a goof. It's like they're there because people that are reading this are the people that could go, I should buy that. Mm-hmm. It's $500 million. Why couldn't you be the yacht guy? I wish I was, yeah. So do you focus on like expensive spirits? Yeah, like everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't. Is there a everything I write is there about? Like, there is. I, I couldn't pitch. Monkey rum. Could monkey rum? No, I love the monkey rum, but that would not fly in right. a report because they would say, "What does it cost?" Right. I could say it's the greatest rum I've ever, and I do say that. You know that. Yeah, I appreciate that uh, because I pay you to say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I could. It wouldn't matter, and and you know I get it. That's their brand. Their brand yeah. is luxury, and mm-hmm. they don't. You know, if you, high if, end. If you start putting stuff in there that costs twenty five dollars, then you're no. We have like a, a Cuban style rum that we're gonna make. That will be ninety nine dollars a bottle. So that that, that could closer. maybe that could make it. Yeah, that could make it. We'll see. Yeah, uh, but you know. I, so, do people give you these bottles to test their product before you do these interviews and stuff like that? Yeah, man. That's what you know. They get. Do you yeah. have an extensive? I, I've been to your your place. Did you? I don't. I have a lot of alcohol. Do you have it on display? No, I got it. I have a garage where it's all in there, and then I've got. I mean, it's right, all over right my, where Jim Belushi's photo would be. Exactly, it's all <laughs> over my house. Like there's there's alcohol all over my house, and people laugh when they come in because I'll be like, "Hey, what do you you know what do you want?" They're like, "What do you have?" I'm like, uh, "Alcohol, everything." No, I remember no mixers. I remember. Though. I was just gonna say, I've, I've been here. You got plenty of alcohol. I never have no mixers. mixers. You cannot like, mix hey, with what, anything. What can you have? I'm like, I don't know. Water. Don't know. Yeah, Even water, ice. Maybe. There was not no ice cubes. No water. <laughs> no, no, there's like, there's like mustard in the fridge. I, I've remedied that now. I start. I started ordering in bulk. I order, you know, because of Amazon now. So I get club soda. Yeah. And tonic is pretty much the extent. What's your it. What's your go to drink? Uh, I, you know, I've been drinking a lot now as I drink, uh, Japanese highballs. So, uh, uh, sounds like, is that a, is that a drink or is that a gentleman? Yeah, no, it's just, (laughs) all it is just Japanese whiskey. I I usually drink the, the Toki, uh, and with, with club soda. It would have been kind of interesting if he, he would have brought some expensive yeah, nice, liquor nice. for us to try. I, Especially some I, Japanese dude, whiskey. Listen, I'm a big fan. But, but the old studio you, you had know. was full of booze. So we had, I would say, somewhere, I would say 450 bottles. Yeah. Would you say yeah. around that? I mean, you were there, Dan. You remember the oh. same? Like, there was the, uh, well, at the previous one, at the big one, we had the actual bar set up. Yeah. We had hundreds and oh, hundreds yeah. of bottles. I was at that one. And, and when, so when we were moving to a smaller office, and I was just like, you know, it's gonna take. It was gonna take like two trips just to transport the booze. Well, and we had collected everything from the show, so every distillery we went to, they usually gave us a bottle. So we had or a case, our case. We or started. Yeah, we, like, we started with two tour buses when we went around just season one. 
And we ended up with two tour buses and a trailer. We had to buy a trailer for like all a nine foot and ten thousand dollar enclosed trailer. Yeah, that we filled with beer and booze and get back here. And we were so like, it's like when you're at a at a club or at the beach or like at a bar and they're throwing out the t-shirts and people are diving for this. T- oh, I gotta get this t-shirt. I want this t-shirt. Like we were kind of that way with booze. Oh, like you're giving away free booze. Like yeah, case, yeah, yeah, case, of course. Like, and I'm like, no one can, no one can drink it. <laughs> Get away! Stop looking at my stuff. We know what's funny when you talk about what you guys were doing is, you know, you were now what people take for granted with this sort of booze tourism, right? Like now it's like there's. I just last night I went to this thing downtown, and I was in a distillery in downtown LA, and across the street is the Arts District Brewery and all this other stuff, and it's it's a big business thing now. People are going. They go. You were doing that, like the idea that you would go visit distilleries. Nobody was doing that when when you when you first. Started- was, by the way, it wasn't the, the distillery portion. What Josh? What do you think was the least amount of fun? So like, oh, I like yeah. I like the bars. I like I like getting my hands dirty stuff like that. But then the brewery where they actually make it, the breweries, the distilleries, and the wineries where it was just rooms full of tanks yeah. and barrels. Yeah, were well, very were very difficult to make interesting. Those were the most interesting parts to me. I liked those the most, but. For someone else, like they didn't wasn't into boot. They they were not fun because they're very sterile environments. Yeah, yeah. It, and, it was a different kind of show. But but I, but I think it was more that just the idea that you would go there, I think sparked in in a lot of ways. You, you know, you were in there early on, and people take it for granted now, like the whole craft cocktail. Are you thing. giving Zane like, credit? For I am the whole giving him credit, man. I I I watched I watched three sheets way back in the day, man, when it was on, and I and it certainly uh, stoked my interest. I I go, God, that looks amazing. Like I want to go. There, I know, you know, know but, but let's be honest. You thought to yourself, if this guy can do it. Well, first thought <laughs> I had was, how the hell does he have that job? Yeah, yeah. I should have it. And, I, and oh. by the way, and I've said the same thing about your jobs. Oh, my God. I say that about anybody. Like, you know, but you and then even Bordeaux, like, you know, you go, I mean, I don't know how many times I must have, before I ever knew you, I'd say, oh, that, how does that fucking asshole get that job? <laughs> when we were doing four sheets, I, I had a very interesting sort of relationship with Bourdain. I started doing the Food Network show. He he busted my ball. I mean like actually he was nothing mean about it. He said he went it, on the record and said something about you? Yeah, you can you can find it. He said that my he said it's a guy that goes around making fun of other people's accents. It's utterly unwatch, unwatchable. I got through 5 minutes of it or something like that. Wow. And I was like first of all, that I I know the scene he's talking about is when I was with this couple, these these two guys in uh in, in France that owned uh like a like a, a chateau where they would teach people how to cook and stuff like that. I was there for 10 hours. I mean, we shut that place down. Like, we got there at, like, noon. No, I got there at, like, 2, and I left there. I left, no, I left there at, like, 2 in the morning. So I was there for, like, 12 hours. And and we were drinking. We were cooking. We were just making jokes. And so we were busting balls. That's just what people do. Yeah. And so the stuff that they decided to use from that cut was, you know, because the guy goes, he, he said like this, he goes, just put a little bit in, uh, like like a little bit of oil, just put a little uh, tonton, just a tonton, like that, whatever. Yeah. And I go, is it a tonton or a tonton? And it was just like, that was the only time I ever made fun of anything the guy said. And we and we were laughing about it. So I don't know. It doesn't sound like you were making fun of him. No, I know. Yeah. But, 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 but the thing is, is that my show filled the slot that Bourdain's show was in. So Bourdain left God. and then they put me in there. And I know Bourdain was like, "Who the fuck is this kid clown?" Well, that, somebody must have serious. somebody must have asked somebody must have asked him about it, right? What do you think yeah. of the show? That yeah, 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 that was the interview. But was, he he yeah. wasn't look, you know, I, I he did the same thing with Guy Fieri, where he was you know blasting Guy and some of these other. Yeah, that's, and, that's a different know, that's a different story. We, yeah, but it wasn't the it's you know it wasn't the sort of thing that 
you know, we were joking about it, but I don't like, you know, I don't, I don't get that. Like why, you know, look, we, we not, nobody's not going to be you. Yeah. Zane's not going to be you. Guy Fieri's not going to be you. Yeah. And what's the point right. of going why, on? And, why you feel threatened yeah, enough about shit, somebody to you, shit on somebody? I yeah. just feel like anytime you're shitting on somebody else, it, it's just more of a reflection on you yeah. and whatever insecurities you have. And obviously, you know, we look back now and, 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 Clearly, he had some issues, right? right? That right. we, you know, he he projected this image of 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 being, you know, this very uh, uh, confident, authoritative. Yeah. But, but there was obviously something else going beyond there. Yeah. Now that said, when I met him, I, you know, I, I only got to hang out with him for a brief time. He very thoughtful guy. Very, you know. What'd you do with him? What was the we? Situation? We I just sat down and interviewed him. Uh, talked about that he was working with the Balvenie. Uh, whiskey scotch yeah. and he was doing this uh, thing called raw craft which was a really cool thing I, I guess they still have it up online where he would go uh, and it, you know it was a very Balvenie sponsored it but it was very subtle they weren't like hey yeah. let's all drink Balvenie um, so he would he would go around and, and so uh, Kramer Bob Kramer makes those Kramer knives one episode was about that it was fascinating then there was a woman that was making custom guitars what, in was, the sh- what was the show was it a TV show yeah it was it was on the internet it's called Raw Craft and it was essentially Bourdain would go and the idea is that Balvenie's a craft whiskey yeah, yeah. and so they wanted to align themselves with crafts people mm-hmm. so each episode would be maybe 15-20 minutes and it would be Bourdain going and meeting somebody there was a guy who made saxophones in new orleans uh like i said kramer the woman that made these guitars in rhode island and and in la there was this cobbler that's not actually not far from me down in culver city who makes custom shoes and so they'd make them a you know and the one how much much of those shoes oh probably a lot like hundreds the the motorcycle when i went down and i don't remember the guy's name that was making the motorcycles in la but those bikes the guy would make I think two, maybe three of them a year. Yeah. And so I got it. You got to figure they had to be a couple hundred grand. Piece, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so Bourdain went down and, and the guy, you know, so he, the guy would show how he would do the motorcycles and design them. And it was really cool looking. And, you know, I got, I was fortunate enough to be invited. Uh, they, one media person, it was me. And uh, I went down and I, I spoke with him. And what I found was he was very uh, thoughtful. But just you, you made me think of it when you talked about you know how things get distilled down to this little thing. So we do this interview, and in the interview, he talks about how he likes to drink whiskey and he likes to put ice in the whiskey. Or liked to put mm-hmm. ice in the whiskey, and this thing gets picked up now. My it was on my podcast called Drinky Fun Time, and this thing gets picked up. Our PR people push that out. And it got picked up all over the place. Like Anthony Bourdain says he doesn't care. Like, this is how you drink whiskey. But it got <laughs> twisted around yeah. like where he was saying, like, screw these people that say. And it was they, they kind of made it like almost like he was being an asshole about it. And it wasn't like that at all. To the point where on Twitter it kind of blew up and he ended up responding to it on Twitter and saying, I never said it's there's a right way or a wrong way, which he didn't. Right. But but the thing was. I got sort of, but he goes, he goes, I don't know, you know, whatever happened on this show, I didn't say that. They must have, you know, and I'm like, we didn't do anything either. It just got one. Right. You didn't, you didn't edit it. One story wrote that basically was like, if you're, you're drinking it wrong. Right. Right. Which he never said. And, you know, and then the way journalism, we want to call it journalism, the way media works now is then everybody just picks that up. Right. They don't, nobody, you know. Of course. They probably didn't listen to what he said. Right. They just, they see that one piece in, es- I think it was Esquire was the first one that did it online. 
And then everybody's like, Anthony Bourdain thinks if you don't, if you drink it this way, you're wrong. And he never said that, right. but he addressed it on Twitter. And then I, I had probably the same feeling that you had. It's funny like, because right now, Anthony Bourdain doesn't like me. You want him to like you. <laughs> well, I, I was going through it at a time and I, uh, with, with him and I told the story, I, when I was doing stand up, Josh, when, yeah. when, in like to drink him in easy season one, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Right? And somehow it came up and I walked on stage and I was just telling people about it. Yeah. And so one of the people in the audience, probably at that moment that I was telling the story, like right afterwards, like tweeted to Bourdain. And it's like, why would you ever say anything bad about Zane or whatever, whatever? And so, you know, whatever, when, when, when cut to when Bourdain uh, died recently, um, it's funny because I was talking to him about, because we were going to go shoot in Cuba. And I know, knew that he had shot in Cuba. So he connected me to his fixer down there. Not, for drugs, that the fixer would be like yeah. the, the producer. Well, I know you know to help you take care of yeah, stuff yeah. down there. Person's yeah. like yeah, someone that does your your um your clearances and your your yeah. translator, all that kind of stuff. And so he hooked me up with that person and was just being really helpful. And I knew, you know, it's it's one of those sort of dad things, right? Where he said my show was shit, and that was me. Like so, I was like, I remember having a conversation. He's like, well, look, I didn't like your food show. Three Sheets is an awesome show. I just didn't like the food show. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're getting, yeah. now we're getting, now we're getting someplace. And I just wanted him to watch Four Sheets, the show we were making now, and just tell me good job. Like I just, I, I, it's something, and that's just maybe too deep in my psyche, but that's something personally that I would really would have liked is some sort oh, of af- sure. affirmation, which I'll, I'll now I can pretend like he, he said it. Can I just say something? You're yeah, right. go. You're okay, Zane. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're good. Thanks, buddy. You're pretty good so, at your job. So worthwhile. So my sister found on Twitter, I don't know how deep she got this, but she found where that person had reached out to him on Twitter and said something. And then uh, and then his response to that person was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I never said shit about Zane Lamprey. And so now I like screenshot it. I'm going to frame it because it's pretty funny. That's great. Because it's pretty funny. Because <laughs> because he did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's fine. You know, anyway. Although maybe he didn't mention me me by name in the maybe you know, he's talking more about the show. No, I was thinking if he could have been talking about someone else in the interview, but that's not oh. possible. Did you find that, that? Did you find that in that world was it sort of that uh, catty the, the chef the chef world? Yeah, when you in that whole you world, know I, I think intense people. Didn't we do on uh, my I, I did my top ten chefs or yeah yeah we did that I, on, on, I, on, on another podcast recently. I just went through because I've had dealings with with pretty much all of them, you know, yeah. because I've been in that world and I did have the show on food network and, and with drinking and stuff like that, I got invited to a lot of events and stuff like that. And so I, I've got to meet a lot of them and a lot of them are very cool. My favorite one, my favorite is probably Adam Richman. Yeah. Um, and then Andrew Zimmern is, 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 is great. Um, then it starts, then you can start to like go down the trail from there. Well, it's funny. I, you know, I, with tricky fun time, especially we had a bunch of, like I've had, uh, I, Curtis Stone has been on. Curtis Stone's new, great. New, and I love Curtis. Yeah. And uh, we had Ed Lee and Chris Cosentino was on, were on the show. When I used to have my old serious show, I had uh, mm-hmm. Voltaggio, Mike Voltaggio. You know, now, 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 you might just be making up words. I don't know. If no, no. He, they're all. Oh, okay. I mean, people. probably the big. I mean, I guess the biggest would have been. Um, well, we had Jet Tila. You know, Jet Tila, who's based in L.A. here. Tila. I know. Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. We never had her on. We have more to talk about. So we're going to have you come back, if that's all right, in the new year. Because here's the thing. What? What? You, I, I want. I want to extract a promise from you. I will come back next time I'm on. I think I know where you're going. Every five minutes. Yeah. We have to take a shot. Oh my god. I'm in.
Wait, shadow what? What do we decide, do we well, decide I, now? I will Fitting bring it. I will bring a variety. That's fine. We pick, a variety. Okay. But we pick the shot. So what? What shot would you have me me take? First yeah. five minutes shot. Well, I think we, you're you're because because what I'm getting at is my shot is gonna be a punch. No. <laughs> like, I, like, like, like so what I'm gonna do is I'll take a shot to kill and I'm gonna punch you. Oh, okay. so that's there my that's go. my shot there and you your go. shot. All right. Uh, you a know, shot. let me know now because I'm gonna have to train for this. No, let's do this. Let's do. Uh, we could do. We could also do the Century Club, which I don't know that I. I think I tried to do it in college, but I don't know if it's necessarily possible. One of us is gonna die. It, it's like a shot of beer every minute. Oh, it's a beer. That's right. For, for, that. for hundred minutes. We did that for the podcast once, didn't we? You can't. No, I. Do we start it? All right, we'll do something like that. How about that. this? How about this then? We'll choose one bottle. We'll finish. Choose one bottle of alcohol. Three of us. Interview does not end. Until the bottle. Until that bottle's oh, gone. I'm so in for that. Fine. There you go. Can I throw out? I want some sort of Japanese whiskey. Right. Okay, you bring the bottle. We're gonna do that. We're gonna next time I'm on. By the end of that show, it'll make even less sense than this made. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, so we're gonna do a, a quiz real quick. But before that, I want to talk about your books. I, I've read all of your books. Yes, they're great. Um, you have. What's your new one? Most recent book is called American Wino: A Tale of Reds, Whites, and One Man's okay. Blues. But I did read. But I did. But I did read that one. That's about my. Uh, I, I took a trip, Your around, trip around, the, around the country, yeah. ostensibly to become the leading wine expert on in American wine. But really, my my brother had died, and I went. Uh, you did you ever meet Brian? You met Brian, right? Yeah. No, which brother? My brother is that? Brian. I the one who used to live out here. I knew you met Brian. How long ago? He died uh, in 2010. Oh, okay. That hey. the one at the pier. Yeah. Okay, got it. I yeah, thought there was another one. Brian. I was scared no, no, me. Yeah. No, you met Brian. Yeah. So the book's kind of about me trying to heal myself uh, in the wake of his uh, death. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I took this trip around the country, and yeah, that's good. We're you know we're in- and you 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 got to drink with some really interesting people. I have had some interesting people to drink with over yeah. the years. Yeah. Did it, you accomplish your goal? Are you the foremost expert? Don't in ruin it. Wine? Don't ruin it. Yeah, you got to oh, read, the read the book. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to read. No, I didn't know if the goal was, was there to become. Book? I don't know if the goal is to become the expert or to ostensibly cure your. I did. I did okay with that. You know, I will say this: I don't know of any other uh, wine writers or that have done what I did, yeah. which was I didn't go to every state. They make wine in every state in the U.S. I didn't go to every state, but I went to every region of the country. So I was drinking wine. Uh, the the fewest wineries. Uh, let me see. We can do a little quick quiz with you yeah. guys. They make wine in every state. Yeah. In the, in which state do you think has the fewest wineries? Is there a per capita or just straight up? Just fewest? the fewest number of wineries. Wyoming. Mm, Zane? Okay. Alabama. Alabama and Wyoming. How many would you say do you think are in Wyoming? How many How many wineries? <laughs> this is just three that's popping in my head. How many three. do you think are in Alabama, Zane? Six. Six. I don't know how many are in Alabama, but I can tell you <laughs> that Wyoming has the fewest. Okay. Yes! Oh! Not only is that it, four. Oh, so you're only so off close. by one. There's four wineries. There, at least there were four back when I did this in 2014. Four wineries. So, man, you you know. Yes. Not good wine. That was lucky guess, but Not good it. wine in Wyoming. But so every state, and then you got places Wait, like- Wait, do they ship their grapes in? Okay, or they grow but, grapes there? but Josh, all, yeah. you ha- all you had to do- What? Was just be a little bit more confident about it. Because if you were like, uh, Wyoming, three. But you were like, well, Wyoming? I don't know. And then you're like, three out of three? I could be, I, I, how do I know? I know nothing about this. And then you're right. You can't really be like boastful. I'm because still you happy. I don't care. Alabama, Alabama has 14 vineyards. Oh, yeah, man. That's great. So that's close. Yeah. So it, it was a really fascinating thing. And then you go to places like Texas where you would never expect 
you know, Virginia and New Mexico. See, yeah, Texas Arizona, is like, a, I would have thought, tech, like second leading wine tourism area in the United States outside of uh, Northern California, you know, Napa, Sonoma, yeah. is the hill country of Texas. Really? Crazy down there, yeah. What uh, state has the most? California. Washington state. Washington state has more wineries, wineries? than California? Says, that doesn't seem possible. Don't shoot the messenger. Washington state says six, 689 uh wineries in wineries yeah and then california has less three thousand six hundred. <laughs> i was like wait a minute i was like wait a minute that doesn't seem right it can't be it's time for a quiz Jeez, well that was really epic like, very fast <laughs> right? Right? Hold on, i gotta do this again let's do it it's time for the drunkard's quiz with dan dunn and josh dean you buzz in with your name here and that's quite simple and uh it's a drunkard's quiz these are famous drunkards okay i don't know God if i'm using the word it. right but this is the word i'm using uh so buzz in at any more you've any been point. certainly you've been featured in that magazine right modern drunkard magazine no <laughs> i have really I, yeah they never reached out to you no I can't imagine that well I, I don't have a show on for long enough for you're them to reach modern, out you're a modern drunkard thank you very much yeah. all right let's do uh this. this writer was famous for drinking around the world you can sit at his stool josh at several... now, that'd be josh Shh. dan dunn you're yes you're guessing Dan Dunn. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. Why is it that whenever I start this, I never have the pen? Get your store. shit together, Lamprey. Uh, hold on one second. That is wrong, Josh. Damn uh, it, Dan. Come on, Dan. Dan. Uh, okay, I guess I could finish the question, but that, that's no, you don't have to. I know. Still screwed me yeah, over. Hemingway. It is Hemingway. Damn, Damn it. it. And Dan Dunn. Perfect. But yes, I have a napkin. He's and more a, famous. And a crayon. You know, I was pretty confident with Dan until I heard stool, but I'd already buzzed in by then. Speaking of stool, I think I shit myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> At what point during the interview? Tidbit. <laughs> Uh, even though Hemingway uh, drank enough to bring down a horse, this person has been called America's drunkest writer. What? He's got so many. Because we went to Paris recently. Dan. Wait, yeah. no. I'm sorry. Was that a Go question? Go ahead, Dan. That was a question. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I wasn't done with has it. Has been called America's drunkest yeah. writer? Oh, you, you keep going. Well, no. That you, When you buzz in, you, oh, okay. you, you, I didn't know you, you ostensibly stop the clock. I would say Charles Bukowski. Uh, penning such classics as Tender is the Night. Dan. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh! The Great Gatsby. Can Josh. I steal? Go ahead, Josh. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, yes! Damn. There we go. This is a good one. Thank you for great scale. The, the best quiz is take me the longest time to write this one. Okay. <laughs> this Russian leader got so drunk that in 1994, he snatched a baton out of the hand of a conductor at a military orchestra in Dan. Berlin. Yeah. Boris Yeltsin. That's correct. Damn it! That's correct. Um, and then, by the way, a little more. In 95, that was in 94. In 95, uh, Clinton, stayed, Clinton said while staying in D.C., he was discovered drunk in his underwear, underwear hailing a cab on Pennsylvania Avenue. Wow. Because <laughs> he amazing. wanted to go because he wanted to go get a pizza. <laughs> happens to the best of us. This artist was famed for drinking absinthe, which supposedly was the inspiration for cutting off his ear. Damn. Oh, mother. Vincent Van Gogh. You, by the way, just saying your name is quite <laughs> it's so, he's so intense. He's throwing me off my game. <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh. He just wanted the bell. Uh, this uh, British leader is said to have drank several bottles of Josh. champagne. Josh. Winston Churchill. That's correct. Yes. Any other facts? You can't let the we can't like, <laughs> we can't let the question it, finish. The woman came up and said, "You are drunk." To which he replied, "And you are ugly, but tomorrow I shall be sober, and you'll still be ugly." That's great. Uh, this American writer once said, "Never, oh, I won't do. An, I can't do an accent. Sorry, because it'll throw it off. Maybe I could. I won't. Never refuse to do a kindness unless Dan. Yeah, Mark Twain. 
Damn it. Because of my impression. You're Mark Twain. It's very <laughs> spot on. <laughs> never refuse to do a kindness unless the act would injure you greatly. Uh, and never refuse to take a drink under any, any circumstance. That was him. Uh, this performer said it was not unusual for him to drink 100 beers in a night. While shooting his most famous movie... He took his co-stars out for drinks and racked up a $40,000 bill. Some say they saw him chug or drink 127 beers in one night. Another said it was 156 Josh. beers. Yes. Oh, uh, oh my God. Andre the Giant. That's correct. Yes. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, great documentary on I him. watched that. Yeah, it was So great. good. So good. Uh, missed that guy. This American singer and actor said, I feel sorry for people who Dan. don't. Yeah. Frank Sinatra. Damn it. I feel sorry for people who don't drink. They wake up in the morning, and that's as good as they'll feel all day. Um, this Russian monk <laughs> was known for spend, spending his money on booze and women, and he pissed a lot of people off. Uh, he tr they tried to poison him. That didn't work. They shot him. That didn't work. They shot him again. Then they rolled him up, and they pushed him into an icy river. Do you know this story? I'm not up on my Russian oh, yeah. monk but Give me trivia. the uh, Dan. Yeah. Can I have the first letter? Uh, of the last name R A Rasputin Rasputin ah! give it to you. Uh, this American uh, founding father made uh, wine Dan Josh. okay answer ready one two three go Jefferson, Jefferson. <laughs> damn it <laughs> I said the first name you just said Jefferson oh. uh, and, who am I talking about George and, Jefferson wait, and well, Josh moving on up spent wait. several years partying in France he's on the $100 bill Josh which Dan Josh. may or may not used to buy things with. Yeah. Good. Ben Franklin. There is correct. Yeah. Josh. Uh, it is five. No, it is six to three. Yeah, that, that, make, that adds up. Who's winning? Um... Oh, that was the end. So, Who won? <laughs> yeah, was, well, that was Dan. Me. Come on. I only got uh, three. Honorable mentions. If it, This was the tiebreaker. I didn't even write the question out because we had an odd number of questions, so I wouldn't need it. But this astronaut didn't get his name from flying. He got it because... Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Did you know that? No. From, from, <laughs> from drinking. No, drinking? but yeah. I did read yeah. the Neil Armstrong autobiography recently, and God, he comes off as a dick in that book. Yeah. You know what? That's kind of what... They say happened yeah. to him. They, they said that that everything in his life led up to going to the moon, and then or to space. And then when he came back, that was the beginning of the end. Have Did you, you seen the, the movie First Man? No, I haven't yet. I, I saw, him, I saw the movie. It's, yeah. Oh, it's about him, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it's about him. Neil Armstrong. And yeah. he's very, yeah, he's very. Uh, he's a man of few words. Had a very difficult relationship, I get, yeah. with his children. Like, there's a scene in there right before he goes. To the moon. Oh, I'm going to watch the movie. You're going to ruin the movie for me? Okay. Well, <laughs> spoiler you know, alert. Like, ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll have him back. We'll have him back, and we, we will be doing what it is you're talking about, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, matter of fact, let's let's stop this recording, and let's just do that on, on our own. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Dunn. Thank you. Well, you're here. Might as well join us. Welcome to Zane's World. <laughs> Bill, what? That's my laugh. <laughs> Oh Everyone goodness. knows that's not your real laugh. Dan Dunn, we're going to have him back so he can tell us more stories that he may regret telling. Like stealing the, the photo of Jim Belushi. Which yeah, and he is bringing a bottle of something over, right? Oh, So Mel and Steve, you didn't hear this, but Dan said if he comes back, mm -hmm. he's going to bring a bottle, I think of Japanese whiskey. That's what I asked for, yeah. Okay, and so he'll bring it because he says it's his new thing. And we're going to sit and drink it and not finish the interview until the bottle's empty. Oh, my God. Three people? 
Big deal? Can we do that in the back? Uh, can I can I get in on that? <laughs> we did that. We did that on the the the, the ride back. Oh, Palinka! Hungry. In, uh, well, in, in we were playing a game though. Budapest. What game were we playing? Hey, I'm looking like, to hear, I know I'm looking forward to hearing about Dan. I haven't uh, even seen him since I think we were in your office. Yeah. I think we did another podcast. Years ago. Yeah, that's the last time I saw him, so I, I hope like, he's doing well. I don't, I don't, look like, forward so, to I don't like sober Steve. I know. Um, dude, things. I'm not sober. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Check it out. Here's, Check this out. Here's what the. What is he doing? He's Check just, this out. Oh, he's drinking a Frambois. He's drinking a Frambois beer. Oh, nice. At out, the out of the office? bottle. No, he's not in his office. He's in his bathroom or whatever. Where is his sound booth? His sound booth. So here's what the game was. It was uh, we we had to like you go through the alphabet and name a different band. Uh, uh, no, so I would say a like say it was like things you're bringing a picnic. I'd say yeah. apple. You'd say banana. So mm-hmm. you'd say apple banana, and Mel would say apple banana banana cherry, whatever it is, and you go through. But we were doing um, uh, prescriptions we or were. Star Trek oh. or Star Wars. <laughs> So basically, you'd say like Alderaan, and then get, then it'd be like you know like then it'd be like a medication, whatever you want. So like it, when we went God, through, the person hard. at the end needed to do twenty six random space <laughs> sounding, words. yeah, like yeah. I don't remember most of that trip back. I didn't even know that existed. It was so long. We went to the planet Vicodin. They all, they all sound the same. Uh, all right, so guys, you've had. I thought you'd be really good at that game. I was really good because I'm a nerd. We actually we were I all was good at medications. We were all we were all oh, and you're we were smart. All nerds. You can you can be a nerd, but you got to be smart too. Yeah, well, that what a nerd is? I think you got to be. No, do you have to be smart so. to be a nerd? If you, you are do. smart with friends, then you're not a nerd. Um, okay, so guys, maybe that's it. Resolutions. What are your resolutions this year, Josh? You and I talked about yours. What what's yours going to be? Did you give me one? No, I'm not giving you one. <laughs> oh. we, we talked about it before we were recording. I mean, mine's the same as yours. It's to lose weight. Oh, yes, of course. Again, same thing. Uh, eat healthier and exercise more. Okay. So Josh and I Where'd just Where'd you went, guys go? We went to weigh ourselves. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Because we're doing... Yeah, because we're doing this. Your goals need to be specific. We need to be specific. How much did you weigh? What? Okay, you so, guys are so... Uh... Can I guess? Both of you? You Yes, you may guess. Uh, Zane, 218. Oh. Josh... Two thirty-two. Wow. Oh. Okay, so I'm because so I look good. Okay, so I and was I... Mel. You want to guess this our weights? So well, I'm really bad at weights. Well, that's fine. So guess mine. I hope I didn't offend anyone. I'm just throwing so it out there. No, you're not offending. You're guessing. I think you guys look <laughs> Shut up, Mel. Like dapper gentlemen. <laughs> okay, well, great. We are dapper. So, what's, your, what's your guess, Mel? Dapper I mean, has nothing. Only to do because with I vaguely heard something going around the breakfast table about weight. I would guess Zane's at two sixteen. But I wow. mean, it's really okay. hard. Okay, that's correct. That means yeah, I wasn't far off. Oh. No, no, you're right. And then I would guess Josh is at, because he said he would get there, so he would be at. Go ahead. It's okay, Mel. You're not going to hurt my feelings. No, and it's you're going to guess lower than the actual yeah. number. <laughs> well, now, impressive. That, now I want to guess <laughs> All right, high. calm down. It's impressive. Now I, I, honestly, never Now I ahead. need to guess high because. Yeah, okay. you can guess high. You're not going to guess too high. 269. That's wow. Close. 265. 265. 265? Would have been better yeah. if it was 69. Dude, that's impressive. You're a big guy. <laughs> Thanks, I you guess. Well. Thanks. I mean, you carry it well. Look at, look I was at say, like 220. I, do I, I don't look like 265. No, you do don't. No, okay. you don't. No. I mean, I definitely no need to lose some pounds. But. but but like Josh, so Josh comes down to do the podcast uh, every two weeks. We record a bunch and, and interviews and stuff like that. And what's interesting is so Josh sleeps in the guest room, which is before the master. Uh-huh. And if someone were to break into the house, yeah. I like the fact that I'd have to go past his room <laughs> first. 
Because Josh, Josh run out down, with 265 right? pounds, just <laughs> runs barrel somebody over. I like well, it. Well, I was thinking in my guess, I was thinking, okay, he played football. You know what I mean? I'm trying. To Not at 265. No, I wish. Game. I might have played you in college. Start walking to work, you'd be fine. The um, I work at home, like three, Steve. You dummy. 300 miles. What's he gonna walk around the corner? I work to another a walk room? down here. <laughs> there was this stat. I'm gonna get this stat wrong, but it's close. It's like back in like the 70s. Uh, the and the and the NFL there was like one three hundred pounder per team, really. And now there's like, like everybody's there's like half. There's quarterbacks that are over three hundred. Really, I'm gonna go weigh I myself. I think quarterbacks right that are pushing. Okay, yeah, right, go, go, go go weigh yourself. All right, so did you like take your clothes off or yep, shoes yeah, off? Yeah, we were full they are in the naked nude. together. We one hundred percent nude. We didn't want to weigh our penises oh, because hey, that. Sure. So wow. I held his. I held mine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just take off that right, silly so. jacket that you're at. No, I was, I was in my, yeah, just in normal. My we just hopped on the skin. Okay. Yeah, I was in my t-shirt and my, and my sweats. Wait, what I'll do we think back. I weigh? Are you going to jump in on this? One fifteen. No, I'm not going to get on it. One fifteen. <laughs> be nice. Uh, what do you? What, what, one. One. <laughs> just yeah. What do you think? Uh, That's a dangerous question. Huh? Yeah. It looks good. It's perfect. Well, yeah. She's like a cat where she like showed her claws when she said that. Like, yeah. how much do I weigh? Like her. Uh, what are you going to get down to? What's your goal? My absolute goal weight is 215. Holy 215. That, yeah, that's a big... Shit. But I think if I got down to 215... Because that's a big but. What? That's a big... Well, I have a big... Um, you should fill up on McCoy because it keeps you full. And gluten-free. I'm going to be like this, and when I drink, I'll drink monkey rum. You send me some coconut monkey nope, rum? Nope, no beer. Okay. Monkey rum All right. and, and LaCroix. Back. All right, Co- what'd you weigh, Steve? Oh, I'm embarrassed to say... <laughs> I just threw out 265. You can't be. Oh, no, I think it's embarrassing because so... it's like 112. Yeah, but I'm oh. five foot two. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Steve. 185. 278. Oh, shut up. What was your weight? 278. 178, dumbass. I mean, 178. <laughs> I like 278. Oh, my God. Like anyone listening could ever, unless you were like from like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of where in the world people are tiny. Like that, that 178 Mongolia. is huge. Yeah, Mongolia, Mongolia? Tibet. The Sherpas are very small. I'm fine, you're in the, you're in you're in Tibet. Air I only Nepal. gotta lose like two pounds. And then like 178, this sounds oh, it's a little big. Like 178, that's my that's my goal. Yeah, I wish I could be there. Wait, is that what this breaks down to? What is that? That my goal yeah, is Steve's weight. weight, and your goal is one seventy eight. And, and my weight is your goal, so two sixteen. What if Steve's goal is Mel's weight? <laughs> Mel, you're what's uh, what's two two eighteen minus one seventy eight? It's it's more of a ratio. I gotta hold on. I gotta do I gotta do a little bit of math. We'll get we'll get this going. Welcome to the math podcast with Zane Lambert. So what do I do? Two sixteen math cast. Where we By talk way, about math. You all sound like a bunch of girls right now. One seventy eight. <laughs> no, Mel can say this. Mel, how much you weigh? Uh, oh wow! I'm, hey, I'm he's easy oh, asshole. Whoa! Go in there, Mel. You're one seventy-eight divided no. by two sixty. Like right? I can't work out still for like another eight months. So point eight two. Like, so Steve, really that long? Mm-hmm. So Steve, you need to be one seventy-eight yep. times point eight two four. So Steve, you need to be. <laughs> if you want to lose the same ratio as Josh and I, you need to get down to one forty six. Okay, so that's my my mine is point eight two. So Josh's is. Uh, two sixteen divided by two sixty five. That's how you do it, right? Do you guys yeah, think, think so. that guys oh, really talk like this? Math right because now. I feel like there's going to be men listening to the podcast wow. right now that are like, "Wow, these guys so, are a uh, bunch of 
pansy flowers talking about their pansy weight. Flowers. Well, we can edit all this out if no one. No, no. This, this is I think it's, you know what? Real. it's real. We're Look, talking about this. Is what this we is real. About. This is what's you know what, happening. Mel? Men struggle with their weight too. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yes, in body image, especially things. in America, people yeah. struggle. So, so by the way, Josh, you want to get down to eighty-one uh, percent of your current weight. Okay, I want to, I want to get down to eighty-two percent of my current oh, weight. Oh, nice. So, our, so then those numbers work out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let me see. If you lose, let's say, you're, what are you two fifteen? Two sixteen. Okay, so if you're two sixteen, two fifteen. What's your goal? And let's say you lose like forty pounds, right? What one? Are you like suddenly gonna look like that Henry Cavill guy? Well, no, because he's gotta be like a no fan. You know what? You look great. You don't need to lose any weight. Really do. You (laughs) carry it well. See how nice. I mean, maybe five pounds, but five pounds feels good. Steve, I appreciate you saying that, but. Homie can use a little the beard weight. looks good too. I wouldn't let anyone shoot me from the, the front or the suspect, back. But... They only shoot me from the side if I was twisted and sucked me <laughs> in with a towel over my waist. No. Um, no. Josh, I... on the other hand, oh, shut up, Steve. Great. I would like to wear like stylish clothes because, like, for a big guy, you can't really dress stylish. Like, I can't wear they skinny have big jeans. Big and tall stores. But... Well, no, but I have to wear like baggy stuff. By the way, Josh would look great. I would look great. One seventy-eight. Uh, yeah. Steve, like we said, if he's going to lose the same percentage as, uh, as us, he would need to get down to 146. <laughs> well, then you're scaling wrong. I mean, what do I no, have? I probably sc- need to get down to 165. No, jackass, you're just not no, as I, fat I get as the Josh math, and I. But, I mean, come on, ratio to body frame and, you know, how, no, no, I'm, how much your bones I'm, weigh. No, I'm doing ratio. The fact <laughs> is that Josh and I are more overweight. Josh and I are both in the obese category. Here, I'll explain it. Steve, the number he's coming up with is because he's he's saying Josh and I have to lose this exact percentage because we're so fat. But if you were to lose that, that percentage way, but... of these two fat guys, you'd yeah. be no, way too skinny. You're not. You're not a fat guy. You you're... only have to wait. Lose you and I are about the same height. Yeah. How amount. tall is Steve? Steve's about five four. Is he? Oh, I'm five seven. I might as well be five four. I'm five. <laughs> I'm five nine with boots on. Cool. Oh, that doesn't matter, what Tom Cruise. What, well, what kind of boots? Oh, what kind of boots? Why would you not? Why wouldn't you wear the five eleven boots like that? Josh and I wear. Well, I'm a badass that. at five nine with boots on. Josh and I wear with our sneakers on our six six foot. With yeah. heels on. So I do have a pair of boots. We're both, about, we're both five eleven, right? Yeah. And then so Steve, Wait, you guys right. are like the same height, and you're that different weight. Yeah. All right, calm down, Mel. You're hurting my feelings. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. So Steve, Steve, what is the weight you're going to get down to? My goal is 165. I've been down to 159 before, 13. but that was too skinny. That's nothing. That's nothing. But that's all I'm, he needs to stop do. Stop eating a block of cheese fit. every then day. He's not I mean, part 160, then he's not. and I'm like, I'm ripped. I got like a six pack and like. Oh, yeah. Your, 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 wife, your wife would hate that. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. 160. That's okay. my goal. You going to do hot yoga again? Hot yoga. <laughs> I've been doing hot, I've been legal? doing hot yogurt. That's where I messed up. I would say so. One sixty divided by one seventy eight. That's point eight nine. It's not. It's not hey guys, too far. Lost, off. Not that far we lost off. complete control of this podcast. That's very important. Uh, this life changing uh, shit. Uh, are we doing a podcast? Eighteen right? pounds for me. That's a no, lot. but he, no, but that's the whole point. That people are people listening can relate to it, everything that yeah. we're saying. We're not we're not unique in our desires and our goals. Struggle? In our I man had a struggles. No, when Josh was talking, women you know, are Josh women. Like, hey, why don't we just I'm start feeling this? I'm feeling that. I'm like, you know, tell us, and I'll tell you mine. What is your biggest hurdle on you know dropping that? You know, maybe that first twenty five. I mean, right? I mean, 
See if you're what, on, what's see, your hurdle. See if you only have eighteen to lose. Yeah. So your first twenty five. What are you talking about? Josh. Not Josh. Oh, my biggest hurdle. Yeah. My biggest hurdle is time. Time management because it takes a lot of time to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. So I work a lot, and so I just run out and I grab forty nine pounds. Is that's that what, what I'm at? Yeah. Okay. That's what you're gonna lose. That I have to run out. I just run out and get like fast food all the yeah, time because I just don't quick. have time between yeah. my kids I and work. That out. I don't well, yeah, no shit, food. Steve. Duh. <laughs> Steve, you weigh a hundred. You weigh my goal weight, Jack. Yeah, just shut gonna, up. You're, you're not part of this to, discussion. You're going to have to meal prep and plan. Yeah, that's uh, that's always been the hurdle. I got a, time. My, my, my buddy of mine, Andrew MacGyver, he's from Australia. Australia? That's what they sound all like. Right. Is he the guy on the homework? Mm, no, that's Daniel Lissing. Damn. But they're all friends. Anyway, so he started a, 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 oh, yeah, a, a company called Party is. Pants. <laughs> what? And they're fun print pants. Okay. And he's like, "What size are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm a large, right? Whatever." Like, what? He's like, "32 to 34 waist, whatever." He's like, he, he sent him to me, and I like, he's like, "Hey, you never put a picture up of you in your pants." I'm like, "Prank caller." They didn't fit. Are our sizes different? No, well, are we just that big? say I'm working myself. No, because I'm pants. not a 34 anymore. Uh, if if well, you listen, go to like, been, uh, for years, I probably should weigh like I should probably weigh 220. For my lifestyle and okay. things oh, I've done so and things I don't do. Things I've done. So you're saying things, like, the things you have I've done to people. The things well, I mean, I do. he does eat a block of cheese every day. He does eat a block of cheese. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's crazy. But night. one one thing that I've been doing for several years, I don't yeah. know how many, but I've been doing intermittent fasting, like okay. twice a week. That's cool. I will go 24 hours without eating, and I feel like it like <laughs> resets me. It cleans me out, if you know what I mean. I juice. If I have anything, I'll juice, and that's can we that's tell it. can we tell Steve's juicing story? Which people, one? Well, the one where he he broke woke his, up when he broke his liver. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we we had to go shoot the four sheets behind the scenes thing that he was hosting, <laughs> and we were gonna be drinking all day, and we drank the day before, and he woke up and he had like a. Like a, I don't know, like part of his ab was like no, sticking out or something. It's like a fat roll. He just had a fat roll. It was roll. fat. That's all it was. Literally a fat roll. Yeah. Trust me. He walked around the fat. whole house, and everyone here, Tad, you, me, Mel, and he's like, "Feel this. Feel, feel this. Feel this. Feel this. Feel this. Dude, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right." And I looked it up. I looked it up. I got I got liver cancer, and we're like, "Was like, and we're like, yeah, liver disease at like nine thirty in the morning." Yeah, I'm like Steve. You can have it after the shoot today because we're going to go to the shoot today. We're, we're drinking, so you can deal moral with it later. Moral of the story, off WebMD. Do not Google your problem. No, the go moral of the story is that, that Steve, Steve goes, I'm like, Steve, you got to power through. He's like, you know what? I'm, he's like, I don't know. I don't have cancer or whatever. I'm like, he's, I'm like, Steve, just power through it. We'll deal with it later. And he's like, you know what? I'll do. I'll just go. I'll just come home. I'll like, I'll do a juice cleanse. I'm like, what are you going to juice cleanse out of your liver cancer? <laughs> like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Wow. I was sweating like Steve McKenna on Father's Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> But one of the main points is that he gave us all his symptoms that he had, which was like this weird bloating, and he didn't feel well, and his stomach hurt after he had Taco Bell. Yeah, I was like, bro, that's what I feel like every time I have Taco Bell. That's what I never. I mean, I love Taco Bell, but uh, no comment. It wasn't even. It was like drunk Taco Bell. Yeah, that's hurdle. It was something. Hurdle number two for me. Felt there was a protrusion. Like I was, I went to get in the shower, and I looked down, and my shit looked different. It was poo. (laughs) Gas and poo. Uh, well, it stayed so, with me for like a month, and I think oh it's still there, God. but I'm just kind of blocking it out now. Why don't you just juice it out? Do some hot <laughs> yoga. I went and got a CAT scan. The doctor, Stop like, it. like everything. Really? You did yeah. not. Oh I my did. God. I got a CAT scan. What a waste uh, of everybody's time. Hundred. Yeah. Hundred and one days. Hundred and one days. Was that? Till what? Till, till what? Till that's our goal. Birthday. It is. That's right. what we're setting. What happens in hundred and one days? Well, I have to lose half a pound every day. 
That's fun. Yep. There you go. There's one. <laughs> no, that's a lot. A week. Do you fluctuate Josh. a lot? Because I fluctuate. Yeah, of course I do. Like I have about five pounds. I'll go up and down five yeah. pounds depending on water. What? Yeah, 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 water. Sure. Okay. Go easily go five pounds. When yeah. You're on your period. Yeah. When I'm. Yeah. Well, that's unkind. So Mostly this would. Water. So sounding like a bunch of girls right now. You've established that. You know what? <laughs> Men struggle with this too. Look at our un unachievable body standards. You look at Chris Hemsworth. I'm never gonna look like that guy. Okay, plus well, 30. If you say so. that, you never will. One, no, look at him. <laughs> you know, and I think, Zane, let's circle back to what you were saying about resolutions is, mm-hmm. you know, we set our goals too high and then you don't achieve them. Then okay. you go backwards even more. So, you know, the, the point is, and I think it's great that the three of us are doing this together, but, you know, lose, you know, live healthier, eat better and lose what you can and be at a comfortable weight, you know, where you can touch your toes and tie your shoes and everything is good. I think but I can do that ball. now. I can touch my my toes. I know you can. Oh, well, then, hey, what's the problem? You just bent over. You bent your knees. You're not supposed to have to bend your oh, knees. No. I can tie my shoes. Well, you can, I would well, highly you recommend you asked me to, for You asked me to put your socks on no, I, for you today. Well, that, that was me. That was just All right, so I had a cat on my so, lap. So here it goes. It's, it's May 1st. Okay, okay, day before my birthday. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. That is, from when we're doing this podcast, that's 131 days. Okay. So, May 1st, anyone that wants to join us can join us. You can... Anybody who wants to start a diet a week before Christmas, let's hear it. <laughs> what the hell I'm doing dry saying? January. Okay. I guess we'll we'll leave a little bit of the podcast at the end of the podcast to talk about this. Okay. In, in the future. Okay. So we can talk about people's progress and just see how people are doing. Because let me no, tell you, you should just oh move God. on. You guys should print out little check-in sheets and okay. then like start a Done. little That's group text. Do you guys can well, start like a little according to the list, you're supposed to. Mel, are you? Are so, you? So Mel, you're. What's going on over here? What's your? What's What's your New Year's resolution? Are you where you want to be? <laughs> to walk again. <laughs> I'm gonna start exactly, small. Mel. Put my okay. own shoes on. Okay. Wash my yeah, own hair. That's true. Well, I will also say that we all put too much uh, emphasis on weight and body shaming and everything. And you know what? Like I said, both of you guys look great. I feel great. I mean, I don't feel Is like he I'm backtracking and telling us not to lose not, weight now. I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. No, I'm just saying. You know what? We don't need to put that much emphasis on. Oh, it. hold on, hold on. Healthy hold, and hold be on a second. Hold on a second. Let me get to the "What's Eating Steve" uh, segment of the show. Steve, <laughs> there it is. I already gave it to you. <laughs> Be healthy and and live, you know, comfortably or, you know, who you are. Love yourself. I mean, well, good yeah, I God. can do that and improve myself. Just, how many times have... All right. So so I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? Yeah. And you know what? Um, your podcast actually helped me out because one of the things I've done in the past is what we're talking about is I try to make these huge changes. One year I did keto. The year before that, we did no carbs. The year uh-huh. before that. So this year, my wife and I have already started talking about it. We're just going to start adding at least one vegan meal a week. And we're also eating more soups. Yeah, so more yeah. veggies, more soups, just more easy, little easy things. Yeah, so as, as Steve is, is saying, yeah. the Thug Kitchen. We bought that Thug Kitchen book. Yeah, and we started doing one of their vegan recipes once a week. Have you done that soup yet? Well, it's, it's also so good. good. So good. Oh, so did you make it? Yeah, we made the tortilla so soup. So good. Really um, good. So, Steve, are you energized about this? I mean, Steve could lose. Yeah, do, I'm do his super in, excited. You could do yours in two in, in two weeks. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, Listen, uh, I'm I'm super excited. Okay. I think it's uh, going to be great for all of us. So I want to tell yeah a quick story. Body. So I did this before. Um, I had a bunch of friends. We each threw in a hundred bucks. There was ten of us. All okay. right. This is before. I mean, this is when I when I was out in L.A. and so, so like back in the sixties. Back. <laughs> 
the early 2000s. Mm, judging by <laughs> the did, color did, of your did, beard, didn't have a right. did, didn't have didn't have a job. I was trying to write and all kind of stuff. So I had plenty of time to go to the gym. But we we who could lose the most body fat percentage in uh, in a hundred days? Okay, and I, I won it. Okay, and but it, but and, and I think I got down to 172, but I didn't start this high. This is freaking high for me. <laughs> but but it was that was that was a financial incentive. But it was just, okay. but it was just, a, it was just a ten, the group of ten people, and I don't think even the final day, only eight of us ended up weighing in. The other people just said, "Forget it." But we yeah. didn't back then, um, another time, I, I, my, my buddy and I put money in, said, "If we here put in five hundred bucks, if either one of us doesn't hit our goal, the other person gets to keep the money. If we both hit it, we both win." But with this one, we're just going to our, like th- this checklist of basically. Uh, t- telling other people, other people, our goals. In this case, yeah. tens of thousands of people are hearing it right now. Uh, mentally preparing ourselves, being specific, and sort of you know, and then we can we can say what's working or that's not working. We won't make our podcast about this in the future, but this specific podcast is this is that's what this one's about. About us losing weight. We should, it's a setup. It's the beginning of it. Oh. We should all do the same Mel. thing. <laughs> Mel just I eat the to, same meals. I was trying to think of some oh, buttons. And this is Steve. exercise it's the like same a amount. This is Steve. And see what happens. Snoring no, man. no, Steve. Steve, it's you. You just have to do you. You. You do you. You do you, boo. You do you, <laughs> Listen, boo. I'll, I'll quit drinking for three days and I'll weigh one fifty-eight. Okay, I, I'm not worried about this. So okay. maybe, Steve, you really? don't have to really do anything until like. The April. last week. <laughs> Steve, yeah, maybe, Steve, maybe your goal would be to able to like. Grow some pectorals or something like that. <laughs> and I have a concave chest. I'm, I'm getting some dumbbells for Christmas. Oh. I got all these abs. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, doing Christmas. like By the way, it. that's what it's gonna it, it. get dumbbells Ooh. for Christmas. <laughs> He's like, How do you know? I know I picked up a gift from my wife. It was really heavy. Oh my god. Right here. <laughs> Dumbbells. By the way, I'll tell you right now where he's doing them. Like, I could take a picture of me right now, like, yeah. not looking my best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's out there. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I'd rather just show the final product and people okay. can yeah. know that I used to be 216. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, let's go to a. Uh, the way it uh, sounds really. Uh, this is Steve Jessup from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> I just had a question. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, the Baton Rouge. And uh, uh, you all had a uh, guy West. On the show, he was, I liked him. He was funny, and you had <laughs> Africa and Texas. Yes, where are they at? Where are they at? Are they coming back? Or maybe on vacation or something like that. Like, oh. <laughs> he just he just walk away. Yes, on vacation. <laughs> he was talking and he walked away as he was leaving his voice. Was that Steve Jessup? Oh my God! I don't Who know. Who his name was? Uh, no, a guy named Steve Jessup from uh from from Baton Rouge. Rouge. Yeah. So uh, um, I guess he's he's asking uh Hess. And Erica, while they're not on the show, Hess was our editor. Where is Hess? Erica Gundon got knocked up. She got knocked up, and then she had her baby, so she's on maternity leave. Uh, Hess was our editor. He's traveling, and he worked so ferociously, so hard that I think he just he was like, "I I need a break," and he left the country. (laughs) I'm having like anxiety because I used to talk to him every day, Uh and I haven't talked to him. Yeah, and he would come in because he was he was in town. He would do the podcast and stuff like that. So now worked him to the bone, bro. Last thing I last thing I know, he was in uh, Sydney, in Australia. So he'll come back when we do the next. next, When is uh, he coming back? I don't know. Then I think he's going to go to Miami. He's he he he's good. He's taking he's, he's taking like, a break. He's like he's a single not, hot guy, so he's him. like out okay. on the prowl okay. trying to right. travel. He, he should be part of the contest. <laughs> uh, all right, here's one more caller. Part of the contest? Maybe horrible at it, or we would be. Hey man, uh, this is Charlie from Adesto. Um, man, what 
I was just you keep talking about four sheets, and I think you got I think you got shot that thing like like over the summer or something like that. But I don't know where to find it. And I I love three sheets, drinking that easy and chug and all that whatnot. So anyway, where can we find it? Cool man. That's a great question. Is so, it up? It's up, right? <clears throat> like if I wanted to go watch it, I could. Technically, you could. Okay. But they're officially officially launching Drink TV. Okay. Uh, in January. So we'll have that date like super soon. We just don't we we don't know what the exact uh, release date is. We don't know, or we can't say. Uh, at this moment in time, I don't know the exact date. The exact date, but I know that it's in January, and they're and they're going to come out huge. They have they have six episodes of Four Sheets, yeah. and they have six episodes of Between the Sheets, which is Steve's show about behind the scenes. Which sometimes I think that his show is funnier than. Than our show. Yeah, when we start, we sat down to shoot that. that. No, it's actually really Steve, good. Wait till you see it. Have you, have <laughs> so you seen good. a completed show yet? I haven't. You no. haven't? No. Mm-mm. All right, we'll we'll send them to you guys. Yeah, we'll I send... tried to get Steve on our, our project or whatever. So we oh, could, I see. And he doesn't know how to he, use computers. He, he, he couldn't yeah. figure it out. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah, we'll just, send... you know what? I don't I don't want to see it. I was there. I'm, no, you uh, no I've you weren't been there. No, you weren't there because you'll I'm be thinking like... about uh, the next six episodes. Okay, they're gonna be amazing. Okay. So that so that's the answer. Yeah. Uh, la- last caller. Hi guys, it's Erica. It's Erica. Hey Erica. <laughs> My question is, who is more fun at drinking games, Steve McKenna or Mel Lamprey? Wow. Um, I know you guys played a bunch when you guys were on the road, so I want to know who was better and who was more fun. Um. The real question is who got more drunk because they sucked at the game. So, <laughs> so this is interesting. So she, one, she, one, did, she did a Steve McKenna and she kind of answered it for herself. Well, true. But here's one thing. We have a lot of the drinking games that we played and stuff like that on Adventure.com. ADV3NTURA. Free shipping. You get the games. You can Google Zane Adventure whatever and find it and go, go get those games. But here's the interesting thing. Mel doesn't like drinking games. Like, like typical games. drink. That's not true, and I'll tell you why. Girl, don't play games. No, that's not true. She doesn't like these, like... I like puzzles. Okay, that's which is... It got pretty competitive. It did. You you and her were doing a puzzle last night. Yeah, Yeah, it got competitive. (laughs) I Um, like cookbooks. Remember the whole thing where you would take the clothespin... Oh yeah, and hook it and, yep. and put it on the back of somebody's C47. shirt. C47s. C47s, yeah. So, so they in production they call clothespin a C47. So instead of charging twenty cents for it, you can charge eighty cents for it. Because that's call, an actual thing. Because it, uh, what's it's the word? It's the same thing. Yeah, it's absolutely the same thing. Yeah. But expendables, which is what you call little things that get thrown away at the end of production. Yeah, there's a budget for that. So say it's ten grand. So yeah. They, you know, they know that you got ten grand to spend. Why don't you spend a grand on yeah. clothespins? You could go to like Target and yeah. get some clothespins, mm-hmm. or you can go to the the film store. So yeah, they're C47. called C47s. They are nothing a, but clothespins. That doesn't a make any really sense. Really popular game to play on set. Yes. where you have a C47 because usually you'll have like six or seven on your belt. Yeah. in case you need to clip some stuff. And then what? Do you, and then what's the game? So just to go around, and you get an unsuspecting person who's not paying attention, mm-hmm. and you put the C47 on the bottom of their shirt. Yep. And then so we did that a lot during Drinking Made Easy, mm-hmm. but then it got a little boring for us. So mm-hmm. then we made it more challenging. Yeah, so we started putting on people's sleeves. We started a game called Tails, where you put a C forty seven on someone's shirt, yep. and then you try to put a C forty seven on that C forty seven, and then see how many you could get before the person could feel the pressure. Yeah, on the and back we got and one. You were sitting down in St. Augustine, and we got you, Zane Lamprey. It was so many that we had it. It was touching the ground because you were sitting down, and we had to start going sideways. Between the sheets, yeah, editing it, there was a shot where Mel had. 
one hanging up for sure. We can see 47 to me. We did. Oh my god, all the time. You know what, Mel? You did it to people too. No, I did it like twice, and I did it in a nice way. Well, there's no. How is there a nice way? So she mad to strangers. So at the end of the day, here's so Mel. Grumpy Mel doesn't like drinking games. Yeah. Steve, lousy at them. Yeah. So how yeah. do you answer Erica's question? Who's better well, at drinking well, games? Well, I mean, she asked who got more drunk. It would have to be Steve. You know what else we did? Grumpy. I just forgot it's about my job for, uh, Whenever like, you know, five years. We were in a scene. Tad, Chad, would yeah. start C-47ing people. Like, yeah, he guess, was a problem. But then he'd write stuff on them. Yeah, he like, wrote Like, hey, on. what's up? Like, <laughs> you were in a scene with Zane Lamprey. Yeah, he, or you've been C-47. Yeah, you've been C-47 by the DME okay. crew. But then he left them on them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then the people well, would let's, walk let's take it, I love uh, it. Let's take it up a notch and say, okay. you know, the other drinking games that were out there, the uh, the good burp sign, um, if something like that happened, I would say definitely that Mel was probably the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> usually you have to drink. Yeah. And what about you, and when that happened? You would get the drunkest. Those are the nights where you go yeah. out. You'd be like, oh shit. When when Mel got to that place, she's like, she'd be like, Arby's. <laughs> go There's there with a hundred dollar bill. One game Arby's. that got turned into a drinking game that Mel was dominant at, and it was shut the box. Oh, shut the box. You remember shut the box? Uh, yeah, Saint Augustine. I was yeah. so good at that game. I still have our shut the so, box in my closet, I, as do I. Yeah. Oh, oh, you I mean you the one from the show? Yeah, yes. I, we have one yeah, as well. That is a that is a super fun game. We would play that as a drinking game, but when we were in the office working, we would play it as a push up <laughs> contest. You had to do as many push ups as you, you had lost. numbers left. Oh my god, that's so good! All right, so I guess Steve wins, but we did prove that Mel does like drinking games. Yeah, on her own what? terms. Yeah. So count. thank you very much to our guest today, Dan Dunn, for sharing his story that he's never shared before, which is quite amazing. Looking forward to having Hi, him Dan. back. Uh, Josh, thank you for coming down from Fresno. Mel, thank you for driving down from San Francisco again. Steve, thanks for tuning in from Philadelphia. Um, thank you, Lamprey. Please, thanks, buddy. Uh, please call our hotline if you guys have a question. Eight five five Hey Zane. Thank you to our sponsor today on the episode Lacroix, which we're drinking the crap out of right now because we love it. Happy holidays. I hope you guys lose a lot of weight with us. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Zane's World. Check out new episodes every Wednesday exclusively at Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and don't forget to leave us a rating and review. It's me, Shaq, the general of Podcast One Sportsnet. Your stop for the best sports podcast. We've got it all in one place from Steve Austin to Jim Harbaugh. Dan Patrick, the official Lakers podcast, and more. Podcast One Sportsnet is where it's all going down. So whatever sport you're watching or interviews you want to hear, or if you just want to laugh here, you know what off with my show. It's all happening here. Download the Podcast One app and click on Podcast One Sportsnet in the bottom right corner. I'm the general, and I'm ordering you to give it a try. You'll thank me later. And don't forget to listen to the big podcast with Shaq every Monday. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!